is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? The Monty Show is live on your YouTube machine and wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, over the weekend, I got like three people saying, hey, Monty, love the audio podcast. You didn't upload it yesterday. Okay, I have a life. Okay, I'm not like Jake. I don't jet set around the country getting engaged in barbecue joints. Yeah. That's just not the way I live my life. Thank you to everybody who listens on the uh, podcast side. Come on over to YouTube and say hello to the Monty Show. We have a lot to get to today. Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, and his Colorado Buffaloes in what I think was absolutely positively the game of the weekend. Coach Prime in Colorado uh, football. It is shock Colorado State too much. We'll talk about that coming up on the show. Uh, huge news out of Alabama. Uh, Jalen Milrow is the starting quarterback at Alabama. But I want to open up today talking about the Big 12. And I, I, you know, on this show, we don't often sound the alarm bells. We really don't. And I don't think very often, if you listen to this show, we don't talk about, you know, the season's over or the disappointments after three weeks of football. But the Big 12, there is a significant level of concern in the Big 12 about the quality of play on the field. And I I think it is months and months too late. And I don't know if maybe in the Big 12 there is just some sort of you know discomfort with the transfer portal uh, amongst those who used to be powerhouses. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we're looking at a situation now where everybody wants to sit around and rip Texas. Oh, hey, bro, is Texas back? Well, they're back. Absolutely, they're back. They're undefeated, and they're sitting on top of the conference. And then you just have a bunch of other people in this conference. The K-State loss this weekend, absolutely unforgivable. Yeah. Um, you look at the state of Texas Tech football. Uh, I look at where Baylor is. I look at where Oklahoma State losing this weekend. And you still don't have a quarterback. And here we are on September 18th. It is absolutely shocking to me that Houston, the Cougars, don't play defense. That was a, a a a a real stunner. And the fact now that Houston has given up by far the most points in the league is stunning to me. So let's talk Big 12 football on the Monty Show presented by the Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, bar none, theadvocates.com, where you never reach into your pocket to pay the advocates. See, because you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. In fact, you can chat with an attorney right now online for free. No obligation, no strings attached. Theadvocates.com. Whether you've been in a car accident, a motorcycle accident, did you get hurt at work this weekend? Did you get hurt at work today? You, your friends, your family, they're all there waiting for you at theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them. You heard about it on the Monty Show. What is your level of concern about the Big 12? Mine's pretty high. I'll be honest with you. There were some moments over this weekend. Obviously, BYU, stunning Arkansas, was one of the best moments of the year in the Big 12. But for every BYU moment this past weekend, we had to watch a deflating, disappointing, and frankly, embarrassing performance 
out of the mullet, Mike Gundy and his Oklahoma State Cowboys, and it's simply inexcusable that we are more than halfway through September without a quarterback of note at Oklahoma State. And the story is being repeated over and over and over again. And while Texas Tech, you feel a little better after this weekend, you still have massive instability at the quarterback with Tyler Shuck. It was great to see him back on the field. But is that a team you count on to win big games week in and week out in this league? And right now, Jake, I just don't think that you can. Yeah, you know, and I think the thing with Texas Tech is like, it's great that Tyler Shuck, you know, you know, had a nice week or whatever back on the field. You know, it's nice that you won this game 41-3. to But the reality of the situation is you should have beat up on Tarleton State. Right. You didn't you didn't do anything that was like, you know, world beating. And the reality is, if you're a Texas Tech fan, you know, you see a 41 to three result for Tarleton State and you're like, yeah, well, hmm, not not that special. Right. I mean, we we did what we were supposed to do with that team. It doesn't really make me feel that much better about what's going on. And, and I think quarterbacks seem to be the the thing right now in the Big 12. You know, whether it's Texas with Quinn Ewers, you know, whether you look at K-State and Will Howard, whether you look at Texas Tech, right? Like, everyone's got a quarterback thing happening in a good way or a bad way. And I think, you know, this this K-State situation, yeah, I mean, you can't lose to, you can't lose to, Missouri like that. I mean, I you, you, the, the box score tells the story. Again, it's just what I said about Texas Tech last week as well. You can't give up, you know, more than 10 points in the fourth quarter and think you're going to win a win a ball game. And that that's what's frustrating about the Big 12 right now. Like like again, the mullet, Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State. How many quarterbacks are you going to run out there, man? When when are we going to get somebody who is the guy? And and yes, we're going to talk about Alabama here today. But the difference between a squad like Alabama and Oklahoma State, let's say, or Texas Tech, let's say, Alabama at least has a proven track record. You got to show me that, you know, Texas Tech has something behind Tyler, right? We, we need to know that these different programs have backup. And that's what I think we don't know. And, and I also think if you take Texas and Oklahoma out of this league right here and you just look at the scores up and down, that's an ugly week outside of... BYU and that and that play from Keaton into the end zone like outside of that like there's not a lot to feel great about right now and that's why we're talking about the Big 12 being kind of a disaster right now because again you know you look at uh like what Cincinnati not oh. not great out of Cincinnati either losing right? to losing to Miami of Ohio right like a uh, lot of these little teams yeah that that was surprising and and we had you know the funny thing is last week we had finally come around uh, on on Cincinnati, and then that happens. And it's wild to say it out loud, but now you feel a hell of a lot better about TCU. I think right now, I think one of the most pertinent questions in the Big 12 is, it, you know, does BYU have a chance to play for a conference championship? Well, that's probably a bit of an overreaction in September. But is Baylor versus Texas a game that's going to determine Dave Aranda and Baylor's fate. No, I don't think that's an overreaction. I think that's absolutely the mm-hmm. truth. And and I I think when when we start looking forward a little bit, look at this game between BYU and Kansas now. This now becomes a really important football game, especially after Tyler Shuck and and I I, I it's it's a shocking turnaround in Provo, but especially after the performance that Tyler Batty, the defensive player of the week in the Big 12, put up for BYU with that BYU defense. I mean, Max Tooley making huge plays as usual. Ben Bywater is all over the field. Like, 
I look at this BYU defense and I see all the changes that they made. And now Keaton Slovis steps into a position where he becomes really important for this team and you get a performance on the road in an SEC building. Mm -hmm. And you beat Arkansas. And instantly it's, well, it's Arkansas. I don't care. It's on the road in the SEC, and you won the game. Yeah, BYU, I think at most times in this game, was the better team, especially in the second half. That's the bright spot in the Big 12. Well, yeah, and I, and I think a lot of the complaints last week were, hey, can BYU run the football? I think that's largely been answered. No, that's I mean, over with now. Right? Like, I mean, I... I LJ uh, Martin yeah. is the number one back, and I think, I think every week that goes by that LJ puts up a performance like he did... Um, against against Arkansas, that kid is dynamic. Yeah, and I, and I think that you know the the twenty three carries number is what I look at. I mean at BYU, you know, even last year with BYU, I mean there was a lot of questions about like, hey, who's the guy? Who's the one that's going to get most of the reps? Like, you know, and, and I think that when you have that situation where you've got like three running backs that you're trying to balance reps between, you never really get into the flow with your offensive line and with the play calling. And so to see L.J. Martin do what he did to then see, you know, Keaton obviously throw that touchdown and have a nice week, mm. like two touchdowns, no interceptions. And I know it's only 167 yards to the air, but you won the game. He did what he needed 13 to do. 13 to 25. Yeah. And, 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 and I, to all the BYU fans who want to say, well, you know, it wasn't like 250 and like a, a, a big game. And, and all I'm saying is like, it doesn't need to be 250 if you get a W. Right. And it doesn't need to be some massive performance when, Isaac Rex is making the plays that he's making. And you have LJ Martin running the football the way that he's running the football. And you have the defense playing the way that they're playing. And, and I, I frankly don't care what anybody wants to say. KJ Jefferson is a really talented quarterback. And while I would guess that he'd like to have the interception back, and I would guess he'd like to have some of those decisions back, BYU made his life very difficult. They were in the backfield at his feet and, and, I don't even I don't even think it's spin in any way, shape, or form. I think BYU is one of the best stories in this conference. And I think it is it is pretty remarkable that all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all anybody wanted to talk about was how bad Sonny Dykes and TCU were and losing to Colorado. Well, Colorado's three and oh. And obviously we're gonna talk about Coach Prime coming up. All of a sudden, TCU looks like, yeah, no, that's not so bad out of TCU now that they're sitting. 1-0, I totally understand it. But now TCU's sitting on top of the Big 12 again. Mm -hmm. And K-State losing the way that they lost. Now tell me that BYU and Kansas in, in, in Lawrence isn't a massive football game. That's a big football game in this league, and I am here for it. I am here for it. But having said that, is Oklahoma State going to play a big football game this year? <laughs> West Virginia, did you not just win your Super Bowl? Yeah, you did. Right? You did. You probably 100%. did. West Virginia probably goes back to irrelevance now. Baylor is playing their Super Bowl this weekend. The biggest game of the year for Baylor, right here, right now, Texas. Mm -hmm. That's probably not good for the Big 12 going forward. Because Baylor, I just don't know that Baylor's capable of winning games. Yeah, and I don't know that Texas is going to lose a game this year. I mean, I, I, I in the Big 12, that is. I mean, I, I, I don't I think, think that, so. You know, Baylor, like, so when you play Texas, if you're Baylor, Dave, you know, if you lose to Texas, Dave's not getting fired on the Texas loss. He's getting fired on the Utah loss and the Texas State loss. And I, and I think that, you know, you look at this Big 12 schedule and whether it's BYU or Baylor, like I, I look at Baylor's schedule and once you're past Texas, you, you're in pretty winnable 
in a pretty winnable place. I mean, you have JRP out at UCF, like like, no quarterback at UCF. Uh, You know, uh, let's be nice and say a really inconsistent quarterback at Texas Tech. Cincinnati's a joke right now. I mean, I don't know what that was. Iowa State, not going to talk about that. Houston is just not at the level they need to be at. I, I, I think we can easily say that Dana's not not playing as well as Dana would like his guys to be playing. You know, and then obviously K State, TCU, and West Virginia. So and and what is this league coming down to? The Red River rivalry shootout. <clears throat> Um, what is it? October 7th at the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. That becomes a very, very big game between two currently three and O teams. And look, I understand that Oklahoma has played nobody. I, I, I look at Oklahoma's schedule and what is it? Arkansas state 73 to nothing SMU 28 to 11 and Tulsa. 66 Whoa, to 17. SMU's an ACC team now, man. Oh, we raised a hundred million dollars. Big flipping deal. Win a game. Um, but you look at <laughs> you look at at Oklahoma's schedule. Cincinnati this week on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, did anybody notice? Uh, anybody uh, happen to see uh, Iowa State? Did they they were off this week, right? Um, Iowa State that that was a Iowa State. They they. Um, they were all just hanging out, um, not gambling on anything, right? Because <coughs> they lost ten to seven. To I mean, that must have been the Texas, right? I mean, the, what a defense! I don't think it was Texas. Mm. Uh, like they they beat Georgia. I nope, that was a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Ten to seven. They lost to the the Bobcats of Ohio. Oh. So, going to go ahead and say that um, Oklahoma probably ought to be favored in that game. They don't They don't have a care in the world until the Cotton Bowl on October 7th. Mm-hmm. And, sure, after that, they probably don't have a care in the world either until BYU and TCU. But my guess is, if Oklahoma is who we think they are with all this transfer portal talent, Maybe they got maybe they go into a conference championship game with a as a two loss team. Yeah, potentially. potentially. I mean, maybe because I, I don't think they're as good as Texas is. Yeah, and I, and I think both of these schools, Texas and Oklahoma, obviously have a huge point to prove going to the SEC. You know, you obviously want to leave the Big Twelve on a really high note. You know, if you're Texas, you obviously have national championship implications or aspirations, I should say. Uh, at this point, and I think that, you know, again, I, I, I just think the Big 12 needs somebody other than Texas and Oklahoma to step up. And unfortunately, my opinion is BYU can't be that guy right now because they're new in the conference. You're not like this established, you know, 20-year Big 12 team. That's not You're not that guy right now. You're the new guy in the classroom right. just trying to forge right. their way. So I don't think... Like here, you know, in Salt Lake, obviously, BYU is, you know, all the rage right now. Obviously, Utah, you know, had Weber State this week. Uh, You know, nice scrimmage, boys. Great. But BYU getting a win down there in SEC territory is a big deal. BYU is a legitimate contender in this league. That's all you need to say. There doesn't need to be but or unless or BYU is a Big 12 conference contender. Is it September 18th? Well, yeah, it is. Does that change the fact that BYU is a conference contender? Not one bit. Not one single bit. And if they go to Kansas and they knock off Kansas, look out because that defense, and I'm telling you, I told you before the season started, I'll tell you again on September 18th, that BYU defense is legit. 
And I, I don't care what anybody I, – I, I don't care. Jay Hill and that defensive staff, the game plan that they had ready for the second half, the adjustments they made going into the second half, it doesn't matter to me. That is a legitimate defense. And I'll also point out, one of the better defenses we've seen this year in the in the Big 12. And you can sit here and you can say, oh, well, that's a problem. Hey, maybe. Doesn't fucking matter. BYU still is one of the best defenses in the Big 12. I'm for it, real. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change the fact that BYU is still one of the best defenses in the conference. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think that's really interesting because I think that you're, you know, your OG Big 12 fan has a lot of trouble with that. I think a lot of people have trouble saying things like, hey, BYU's a contender. You know, the reality is they are a contender, and that may be uncomfortable for, you know, Baylor fan or Oklahoma fan or, hell, Oklahoma State fan. Geez, do you think Oklahoma State fan wants to be hearing about BYU right now? Uh, probably not. Probably not, right? They're probably tired of hearing about, you know, hey, you guys have three quarterbacks, which means you don't have any quarterbacks. Uh, your defense is pretty questionable. That offensive line had its moment. Like, Oklahoma State fan is going through it right now. So I think with BYU, I totally agree. Yeah, you're 3-0. You are a contender. There's no doubt about it. Now, I think, you know, when you play a team like Texas, that's a great measuring stick for where BYU is truly at right now. Does anyone expect them to win that game? Absolutely not, right? Absolutely not. But if you were to have, you know, hold Texas somehow under 35 points and you made it a game, I think people would respect the hell out of that. I think I think Texas could Texas is a team that will do damage to you if you do not have a defense that's ready. I was a little I don't know, disappointed probably is a strong word, but I was a little disappointed in Kansas and Nevada. How, Kansas is a it, I don't know how you I don't know how you explain that. Mm -hmm. Because against Nevada, Jalen Daniels on his own should win that game by two touchdowns. And to give up 24 and only drop 31 on Nevada was a little surprising. Um, so I would tell you I'd, I'd be a little weary of uh, a BYU. Um, and I know that game was with that game was on the road, I think. It was, mm -hmm. it, it was uh, at McKay Stadium in, in Reno. But it, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. BYU in Kansas is going to be a hell of a game. Yeah. But how, how worried – I don't know. Do we put it on a scale like – with one being not worried at all and five being super worried, how worried are you about the, the Big 12? Because I'm probably at a three and a half right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I'm even a little more than that. I think I'm probably, I was going to say five just because I, I look You're around. You're like panic button. Yeah, I mean, getting there, right? Like, I think panic button territory. So a four? Yeah, like, I think panic button territory well, I was going like to say five. You know, five's the worst, and I was going to say five, but I'm getting to the worst, so maybe I say one. I'm, you know. Just I, look, matriculate up the uh, scale. Yeah, dude. I mean, let's just walk up the scale. I mean, matriculate. You know, next week, let's see. Well, who, who's, uh, let's see. Who's uh, good old Oklahoma State have next week? Let's see who we can lose to next week. Uh, oh, Iowa State. Oklahoma has a pretty, a pretty easy schedule, if I'm being honest with you. But I don't think this is easy for them. I mean, I agree it's an easy schedule, but for no, them, I don't no, think no, it's no, easy. No, no, no. It's an easy schedule. They're not good enough. K-State is vulnerable. We've learned that now. And, and you're telling me if you're Okie State and you've got K uh, at Iowa State, you lose that game, Mike, Mundy, Mike Gundy, I will fly to Stillwater and shave that mullet myself. I'm a man. If you lose, and, and I get it, that game is in Ames. I don't care. 
If Oklahoma State loses to Iowa State in Ames, Mike Gundy should not go back to Stillwater. Because it's garbage. Just I don't care where you go. I, I don't care. You can't be the head coach at Oklahoma State anymore. And I I don't I how do you not have a quarterback at Oklahoma State? And kick a person when he's dead. And listen, I know there's a lot of people in Okie State and and Pokes Nation that listen to this show, and I constantly hear about it in the comments and on Twitter. But you can't excuse this BS against South Alabama away. You're Oklahoma State. You're Oklahoma State, and you gave up 33 and scored seven to South Alabama. (laughs) I don't care who the quarterback is. I'll go be the quarterback. We'll score 21. We'll score 28. You scored seven points. Man, like, you can't. And the other thing that you 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 better you better freaking remember is that it wasn't it like it was some miracle. You didn't score till the fourth quarter. Ooh. You were down twenty three to nothing at one point to South Alabama. All kidding aside, if we're gonna sit here and question Nick Saban and his lack of a quarterback, what are we talking about, Mike Gundy? At what point, and and one of the questions we have to ask is, well, Mike Gundy, according to Oklahoma State, Mike Gundy doesn't do radio interviews. Mm. Well, why is that, sir? Because he doesn't want to talk about not having a viable quarterback. Three fourths of this is inaccurate. And losing to South Alabama. Yeah, coach, I'm sure. I'm not sure good enough. It is. I'm sure that. You know, you're going to keep running this strategy out here of not talking to anybody but your local radio station that, you know, it, you know, gives you the softball treatment. I get it. I get it. But why not? Why don't we just win some games? I, I mean, again, I, we're not asking. It's Iowa State, dude. It's it, what is it? South Alabama. Like, like, I, I mean, again, even by Oklahoma State standards, that's terrible. Like, I, I don't know. That's why I say when you ask me, hey, how worried about the Big 12 are you right now? Well, I'd be le- less worried if Oklahoma State could find a way to beat terrible teams like this. That's look, my problem. Look at the coaches in this league. Mike Gundy's a problem. And I understand, listen, I understand that Mike Gundy's a legend. Mm-hmm. I understand what Mike Gundy's done for Oklahoma State. And I love the guy. But <laughs> quote me Dan Hawkins, it's the Big 12. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a quarterback. How? My God. How do you not have a quarterback? Your kid is the quarterback and he's not good enough. Can you imagine the torch and the, the flamethrower that would be pointed at Deion Sanders if Shador Sanders wasn't good? Oh, no. But nobody wants to talk about Mike Gundy. This league needs Oklahoma State. And furthermore, and, and furthermore, I'll, I'll say it about Joey McGuire. Hey, Dude, yeah. I know you're a great story, Joey, but, but the Big 12 needs Texas Tech to be good, not competitive. The days of being competitive are over. We're talking about major brands in this league sucking out loud. Baylor is a bad football team. Fast. Oklahoma State is a bad football team. I look at Texas Tech, maybe they wake up. Right now, they're a bad football team. Fast. And in the list... Kansas State right now is just not who we thought they were. You can't lose that game and then say, hey, we're just, you know, it happens. No, it doesn't. 
No, it does not. Iowa State is a bad, scandal-ridden football team. How many more teams in this league are we going to talk about being bad football teams? I can give the first-year guys a pass. Dana Holgerson's got to get their defense can't stop us, right? I, I So Dana Holgerson's got to build. Cincinnati has got to build. BYU is the only new team that is truly intact and competitive because without John Reese Plumley, I don't know what, what UCF is. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much bounce is in the house in Orlando without him, but – what we saw to UCF before JRP went down, I was actually excited about them. Yeah, That's all well and good. What's going on in Stillwater? What's going on in Waco? I can tell you what's go- not going on. They're not winning football games, and it's because the talent isn't there. The talent isn't there. In, in Lubbock, Tyler Shuck is not that kid. He's Best. not him. He's not that guy. And until he is that guy, they're not going to win. And – you can't lose like that to, Oklahoma, to to Oregon at home because now you got to run the gauntlet. And, and now you've got to win games you probably weren't going to win with Tyler Shuck meeting expectations. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. This league is broken right now, and it's not the new guys. It's the old guys that are doing the breaking in the Big 12. And until somebody's willing to tell that to, our, to the mullet man in, in Stillwater, hey, and I would hope, Mike, that you know this as well as anybody, this isn't good enough. Dave Aranda, this isn't good enough. Joey, this isn't good enough. I'm tired of hearing about, and and I don't mean to get all riled up over it, I'm tired of hearing about how much you hate Texas. Twitter this weekend was with a a blaze about how much you hate Texas. Mm -hmm. Guess what? You hate them because they're better than you. Yep. What's Dion always say? They hate me because they ain't me. You hate Texas because they're better than you. And that win in Tuscaloosa... It, it's not devalued. It's not. Texas is better than Alabama. Period. End of story. And I got news for you. They're probably twice the team of anybody else in this conference. And my guess is they'll end up in the conference championship game. Will they win it? Hell, I have no idea. But Texas is the best team in this league. And they're coached by Steve Sarkeesian. And he's got the best coaching staff in this league. Mm-hmm. Pete Kwiatkowski in that defense is freaking phenomenal. Best. Phenomenal. I agree. We're Texas. being fired up. Fuck out of here. I, I, I completely well, Texas agree. Texas is overrated. Texas is always back. Well, guess what? When's Oklahoma State coming back? When's Baylor coming back? If Texas is always back, we're back. Okay, well, when can we say that about Oklahoma State and Baylor? When do we get to say that about just about everybody else in this league who's down? Um, Apparently not now. If you ain't first, you're last. Anyway. Might want to get better. And here's the thing that nobody else, especially especially the Blue Bloods in this league, in the Big 12, here's the thing that the Blue Bloods don't want to talk about. What happens when Utah's in here next year? Yeah, you're going to get your ass beat. What happens when Coach Prime has more talent on defense next year and he's in the conference? What happens when Arizona, because again, I know that nobody wants to talk about Jed Fish. Back 10. Arizona's moving in the right direction. What happens when Kenny Dillingham, because while they're not winning as much as anybody would like, what happens when Kenny Dillingham turns that program around? Because one thing you can say about Arizona State, those kids have zero quit in them. They might not win the game, but they're never giving up. Program. And all he has to do is get through this little tumult of bulls, BS, and Hopefully Ray Anderson gets hit by lightning and He's filling in for somebody. Get a new athletic director in there. 
This is not going to get easier. It's going to get harder. Yeah. And if if your idea is that, you know, hey, Texas and Oklahoma are leaving, we're going to rise. You're not. You're not because the pool, the, the, the water is filling up with Texas and Oklahoma leaving. It's a better league next year than it is this year, even yeah. without Texas yes, and Oklahoma. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Dude, you can't – if you can't beat Iowa State and – you know, Southern Alabama. How do you think you're going to beat Utah? It drives me crazy. The the arrogance. And I like Mike Gundy, but it, at some point, the I'm the baddest man on the planet stuff has to stop. I'm a man. It, it, win games, and then you can become the baddest man on the planet. I love, I think you're spot on with this. We want to give Mike Gundy a pass because he's the mullet. And he's, you know, it's Okie State. And, and he's, he's been a there. Legend, and and you know, he doesn't do any radio shows except the ones he wants to do, and he's that guy. Yet Dion is out here doing what Dion's doing, and we want to criticize this guy to no end. You know, we 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 wanna say that Dion's a joke and he talks too much trash. I can't tell you over the weekend how many people said to me, Oh, well, what do you think of Dion? Oh, well, I you know, I think he's, you know, the greatest thing ever. And then what do I get out of Big Twelve Country? Oh, well, he's talking too much junk, and I don't respect him, and he's got to win something. Well, what exactly are you guys doing? W- like, you're not winning. He's winning everything he can win. Yeah. Man, like, that's that's really the bottom line. And when and- he makes the Oregon game way closer than anyone thinks it should be, because everyone right now is saying, oh, Oregon, Oregon's going to destroy them. Oregon's hanging 60 on Colorado. That's what I heard and saw all over Twitter. Oregon's hanging 60 on Colorado. And what, they happens, might. what happens if Oregon only hangs 40 and Colorado messes around no. and gets to 28? What happens when Oregon hangs 60 and Colorado scores 45 on you? So Oregon wins 60 to 45. Who's hanging their head over that in Colorado? Nobody. Nobody's going to hang their head. Nobody. This league is getting better. The Big 12 is getting better. I'm telling you. It's getting better, and I know Arizona State seems down, and Arizona handled their business this week. Like you look at the you look at the the results; they do not lie. They do not lie. I I, I can only say it so many times that these blue bloods in the Big Twelve had better get back to being badasses, or they're going to get buried. Baylor, First. Baylor, you're this close to being irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Depending on your opponent, and we and we can go back. I'm happy to go down their schedule. Depending on their opponent, how many how many folks are like, damn, got to turn on that Baylor game? <laughs> not many until you play Texas, um, right? Not many, not many at all. Because I I look at Baylor and I'm just not that intrigued. I am not that I'm not that intrigued at UCF with with both starting quarterbacks out. Probably not that intrigued, right? I, Texas Tech, probably not that intrigued because I think Texas Tech should be 10 to 14 points better than Baylor. They should be. Will they be? I don't know. I have no idea. Cincinnati, not that intrigued. Iowa State, not that intrigued. Houston, there's some intrigue there. At K-State, TCU, at West Virginia or home for West Virginia, not that intrigued. Yeah. You got like three games on the schedule where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch TCU. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch Texas, no doubt about it. I'm gonna peek through one eye out the left side of my peripheral vision at the Texas Tech game, right? And more for Texas Tech and less for Baylor. 
Baylor had better be really careful and not to keep piling on Stillwater. Why is Oklahoma State football relevant right now? Asking for a friend. <laughs> How long are you going to hang out with Mike Gundy having no quarterback and not really having storylines and yeah, being yeah. a traditional guy? Hey, me and the Sabes and, you know, name, image, and likeness over there in Clemson, mm -hmm. Dabo in the club, we're mm -hmm. all hanging out trying to figure out the best ways not to use the portal. And that's how I look at it. We're all going to reproduce and make our seed come up as quarterbacks. Stay hard. Congratulations. How's that working out? Not well. Not well. All right. I feel I didn't I didn't know I needed to exercise demons. Yeah. But I did anyway. So Good let's, job, dude. Let's pop a buck shot right here on the Monty Show before we get to your comments. Uh, the folks at Bucked Up Energy are the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Every day, I tell you, Buckshot makes me a better golfer. Galfer. Gaff. Popped, uh, popped a Buckshot yesterday. Jake was in Oklahoma um, sinning with his girlfriend in Sinners. some luxury hotel. Yeah. Uh, I was playing golf up at Canyons Golf in uh, Park City, the official golf course of the Monty Show. Shot a 76. Wow. Best round ever, thanks to my good friends at Buckshot. Par, par, birdie on 17, eagle on 18. Okay. Nice drive. Took a Got my guy Darren Ingram up at uh, Canyons Resort. Gave me a lesson over the weekend. Straightened out the driver. Put a chip, chipped in, dropped a chip from about 70 yards. Right on it. The 18th green, it was in the front position. It rolls down into this little valley on the green. Chipped it right to about where I thought it might. Mm. Boom. In the hole. 76. Now, thanks to Buckshot, I also missed like, I think, I, I think I had 10 birdie putts. I made one. <laughs> so on the 18th, we decided not to putt. We're just going to chip. Just chip it in because you know you ain't making the putt. Anyway, the point is Buckshot gives you that mental clarity. Buckshot gives you that zip to finish the day strong. Boys, I'll tell you, if you haven't had the Buckshot yet, get to BuckedUp.com. Use the promo code MONTY20, and it is game-changing. If you are that guy that at 2 o'clock your carb crash from lunch hits, pop a Buckshot. Get that report done. Go make that presentation. Go sell that house. Go write that contract. Go drive your forklift. Go fix that air conditioner. No matter what you do. You pop a buckshot, it's going to power you through the rest of the day because at Bucked Up Energy, they use good ingredients to make good products that do exactly what they say they're going to do. And again, if you live in the great state of Utah, make sure you go into any Bucked Up store. Hey, say, hey, I heard about you on the Monty Show. They're going to give you a free can of Bucked Up Energy. I would recommend the Cherry Candy, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I think there's really only two that I love, love. Cherry candy in Miami, those are my passions. But I'll tell you, mango tango, not bad at all. Nope. Not that blue raz, not bad at all. None of their flavors are bad, but you're going to fall in love with Miami and cherry candy. From Bucked Up Energy, buckedup.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. How the heck are all of you? Woo! I did some demon exercising. Exercise I will admit that. Exercise your demons. Casey Anthony got away with it. Wow, bro. I'm sorry. I thought you said your name was. Now, and I'm bro. sure 
This is on your birth certificate. Bro. Who the f*** are you? Who the f*** is that guy? Props to Okie State who let USA Jaguars saunter onto their field and beat them down 33-7. to It's like letting the anime nerd steal your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Okay, nice, the, nice one. The first comment of the week is amazing. Amazing. I absolutely love it. Way to go. Nice to meet you. Casey Anthony got away with it, the third. Uh, Logan Pikeet. Logan Pikeet. 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 Uh, Kansas probably has one of the best QB situations in the conference with Jalen Daniels as a starter and Jason Bean as a backup. Jalen Daniels is the best quarterback that nobody knows about. Just keep saying it. I think we say it every time we talk about Kansas. Jalen Daniels, you know that quarterback nobody knows about? Starting quarterback at Kansas, he is remarkable. He's a great athlete, dual threat, everything you want in a, in a quarterback. Jalen Daniels is it at, at, at Kansas. BYU is going to find out this weekend for certain. Cleveland rocks. Cleveland rocks. <clears throat> please tell me. Please tell me that our guy Deshaun Watson, the washcloth king of America, mm -hmm. is going to do the job. Because I gotta tell you, I've got some I've got some mixed emotions about it today with, mm -hmm. with my guy in the prize picks. I've risk got, right here, bro. I've got I've got Deshaun Watson one and a half or more pass rush receiving touchdowns. We're gonna talk about that coming up in ten minutes on football at fifty, presented by our good friends at prize picks. Cleveland Rocks, I need I need it. Yeah, come on, come I, through. I need it. Come I was through. 0 for three over the weekend on prize picks. Portal changed all conferences. Look at Bama-Clemson. Will take some time for teams to adjust, but how long? Yeah. The portal's not new. The transfer portal's not new at all. And not to keep going back to Dion, but is Dion Sanders not the gold standard for, for the portal? Brent Venables is doing the same thing at Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley did the same thing at USC. Mm-hmm. How long are we not going to have quarterbacks at Oklahoma State and Clemson and Alabama who went back to Jalen Milrow today, by the way? Like it, I think, and, and I'm not saying you're wrong, Cleveland Rocks. It's an excuse at this point. Yeah. It's an excuse. There, yeah. there, there's no other way to spin it. Mike Gundy should have one of the best quarterbacks in the country. It's Oklahoma State football. Should have one of the best quarterbacks in the country. But you don't because you don't embrace the portal, which by extension means you don't embrace NIL and you don't understand how to play the game. Or maybe you do and you just refuse. He says K-State was only favored by three and a half, lost on a 61-yard kick. The kick is not what beat them. K-State made a lot of mistakes in that game. Uh, and watching a good part of that game, you just never felt like K-State was going to win that game. Yeah. you, you just there, It was just... They had opportunities, which is different than they're not going to win the game. Mm -hmm. K-State let that game go, in my opinion, Cleveland. I, 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 again, I don't think you're wrong. I just I saw it differently. And I think mm, when you – see, I tend to get on these, these rants. Right. When you look at the numbers in this game, and specifically I look at Will Howard, 25 of 39 – Three touchdowns and an interception. 25 of 39 and you lost? Apparently. And you lost. 
and you ran for 138 yards and you lost. That's the pro. Well, and your defense wasn't Brady Cook. I mean, give it to him. I mean, give it to him. But I, I just look at the way that this game played out. And I say to myself, I am not at all surprised that you got dominated in the fourth quarter. It just looked like, and again, I, 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 I try not to be too harsh. It just looked like Missouri wanted it more. Yeah. Well, again, they wanted they, it more. they're the team that doesn't have anything to lose, really. I, I mean, they're the team going into that matchup that's like, yeah, hey, if we lose, we're supposed to lose. If we win, hey, shocking the world. So that's that's why I think that happens sometimes. And and the problem is is that on paper Missouri's a big enough program where where it's not like an ultimate trap game, but for, you know, for K-State, I think that was, you know, that's obviously what was at play and and no. Like you didn't lose on the field goal. I totally agree. It's never the field goal. It's never the last play. If you if you win a ball game on a field goal, you had other opportunities to put buzzer. that thing away. At the buzzer. Yeah. And I'll remind you, Missouri had to dominate the fourth quarter to get there. Yeah. Uh, John Teal for $2. It wasn't that bad, Okie State. Signed, Stanford. Exactly right. You know. Exactly right. Matador Mike for $10. What's up, Matador Mike? I pray Texas Tech can see what I see. The offensive line gets really good push on the run. Taj Brooks is running like a madman. The offensive line sucks at pass pro. Too many three and outs, only passing. And the issue is you don't have a guy who will just step and throw the football, right? The biggest thing that Tyler Shuck lacks is the ability to let his mechanics develop when the route is being run. What does that mean? Well, he's got to learn to slide up. If you're throwing a – and they, they, he tends to be a home run hitter, which I think Texas Tech relies on the big play far too much, yep. but yep. – if you're going to run a seven-yard or deeper route, you have to have the footwork to allow that route to develop, and then as soon as the ball needs to go, you need to be on your front foot and throw the football. Thanks. But what he tends to do is move too much, and I think part of that, Matador, is that he doesn't trust his offensive line and pass pro. And there is, I agree with you, because when you're an offensive lineman and you're you're just a fat ass right guard, you just want to lean on. So you want to sweat and breathe all over that defensive tackle in front of you. That's all you want to do. You want him to understand that you took a dump in your pants in the first quarter and he's going to smell it, right? Like you want to lean on that was probably too much. But my, my point is, <laughs> you want him to 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 feel you. You yeah. want him to to feel your weight and lean on him and drive him forward like he's a tackling sled. Do you know how much different and how more difficult it is to pass block for a guy like Tyler Shuck? You have no idea where he's going. You have no idea if he's going to stand in the pocket and deliver. Right? He's not a guy that's like one, two, gone. He's not a guy who's like, okay, longer route, one, two, three, ball gone. Like, offensive linemen very much are in their head of they have timers, especially your tackles. Your tackles know that there is a timer in their head where they're like, all right, he's going right to 1,000, and they're just leaning on that defensive end or they're trying to combo block, and they're like, hey, that's four seconds or that's too long. Why is the ball not gone? 
That's how offensive linemen work in pass pro. Yeah. In run block, they don't care about time because they have one job to do. Hey, I got to turn this guy. Okay, we're running through the B gap here. I got to I got to pancake this guy or I'm pulling or you know, we're whatever that job might be. We're going to run a counter here. We're going to zone block like they have a job to do in the run. That's it. That's all they have to worry about. Pass pro, they got to worry about not being downfield. They got to worry about not holding. They got to worry about not giving up a sack. Like, and Tyler Shuck and quarterbacks like him don't make that job easier. Yeah, they don't. And all you're asked to do as a as a as a quarterback is not make the job of your offensive lineman that much more difficult. And when you look in the NFL. Look at the crappy quarterbacks in the NFL. And out and a guy we're going to talk a lot about today, Justin Fields. Because it's garbage. The guy threw an interception on a screenplay at the goal line, and I don't care if it was a terrible call. What did he do in that play? He exposed his offensive line. Now, they're terrible. As a Bears fan, please, trust me, take my word, the offensive line's not great. <laughs> but you can't make that mistake. Yeah. And you look at the bad teams in this league. The NFL, or in your your favorite Pac-12, Big 12, SEC teams. Why did Alabama lose to Texas? Was Quinn Ewers phenomenal that game? No, he wasn't. He was way better than Jalen Milrow. Alabama doesn't have a quarterback. Oklahoma State doesn't have a quarterback. I don't believe Texas Tech has a quarterback. Baylor doesn't have a quarterback. Right? Look at the teams that do. That's why it's so shocking K-State lost at Missouri. It's why it's so shocking that nobody knows who Jalen Daniels is. It's why, with all due respect, Keaton Slovis, it's why it's so stunning that BYU handled Arkansas, who's got a great quarterback in K.J. Jefferson. Yeah. Right? That's, that's how the game of football is played. Quarterbacks generally are going to win you the game. But when your quarterback makes the offensive lineman's job harder, generally those teams don't win. 100%. They don't win. Yep. Just my opinion. Uh, Sean Jenkins, yes, Iowa State is struggling, but they will improve. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, next question. Let's just move on. <laughs> I don't I don't hate I don't hate the Cyclones. I I have a lot of respect for what Iowa State fans are going through. That team will not improve. Yeah. That team will not get better. Not right now. You just time that days need to fall off the calendar. Days need to fall off the calendar. And I'll say that about Baylor, Oklahoma State, Alabama's quarterback situation. There's no fixing that. You just need time to click off the calendar. Yep. Because we got to get to the transfer portal. We got to bring Colorado's defense is not getting better this year. <laughs> it's not getting it's not getting better this year. And they're gonna get their ass beat this week. It's not getting better this year. Because you, you don't have that guy there. You don't you don't have that guy. And if you don't have the guy at quarterback or if you don't have the guy, when you don't have linebackers who, who are two-way players, run defense and pass defense in college football, your defense is going to struggle. See Colorado. Yeah. Because they don't have linebackers that can do that. Go Black. Go Tigers. Didn't your mark say that this is a basketball league? So what is the little big uh, 12 complaining about? What is the little 12 complaining about? The round ball season starts soon. Just relax. It's not a basketball league. No. And Brett Yormark never said that. Never said that. Uh, Hellbilly. Good win for you. Welcome to the chat. Can't believe Texas Tech and Okie State coming to Morgantown could be wins. But to keep it 100, Neil Brown still will be on the hot seat. He will. As he should be. Yeah, I would relax with those could be wins. 
Is it possible? Yes. Is it likely? No. I'm not going to sit here and say that Tech is going to lose to West Virginia. Right nah, now. I'm not willing to say that either. Y you did win the game. You did beat Pitt. But what did you have? 10 points in that game? I think it was 10-7 if memory serves. It was a brutal game to yeah. watch. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at 17-6. Um, but I, I think that the bigger issue, and this is just my opinion, I think... I think your offense is plotting and methodical. And when you don't, now don't lose your mind over this. And I know this is crazy, and this is going to sound really over the top. Careful now. When you don't throw for more than 100 yards, or wait, let me strike that. When you don't throw for more than 75 yards, well, strike that. When you throw for 60 yards in an entire game. Oh. I'm going to say you're going to lose to Texas Tech and Okie State. Mm. I that's I I know. Why are you saying such outlandish things, dude? Like, come on, man. Come on. Some of the numbers, we were going to talk about it, and Jake was like, what are we going to say about West Virginia Pitt? What are we going to say that's not going to piss off West Virginia fan? They combined for less than 500 yards. They each had 211 yards. Because it's garbage. They... And again, I don't want to get crazy here. They combined for 141 passing yards. How, dude? How? Help me. Help combined. Me. Both teams. Well, mainly because uh, Pitt was 8 of 20. Bro. That, that's not, just so you know, that's not good. How? Like, what are you doing? 4 of 12 on third down. Um... Three interceptions for Pitt. So let me um, get this right. You picked off their quarterback three times. Right. And you scored 17 points. Right. And you were at home. I'm going to say Texas Tech is not going to go there and lose. Uh, a lot. You know, that that is, on, that's dude. one of those things where you're like, well, well, Monty. Hey, Monty. What, what do you mean? Well, what I mean is football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour. Presented by Prize Picks. Download the app. Prize Picks is awesome. Daily Fantasy. We play it every single day here on the Monty Show. Uh, we are going to announce. I don't know. Announce. Roll out. Introduce. At four, uh, coming up in 30 minutes. 38 minutes. We're going to announce or introduce our weekly Prize Picks contest on the show. We're going to be giving away an Amazon gift card every Friday. And we've been debating Friday or Monday, like, because you want football for the weekend. Maybe we'll do it on Monday. Yeah. But every week we're going to give away an Amazon gift card. All you have to do is download the Prize Picks app onto your phone. Use the link in the uh, description below because that embeds the promo code MONTY, which gets you 100% deposit matching up to $100. So even if you just take $20 and deposit that as your original deposit at prize picks, they'll get, you'll have $40 to play with. Get crazy, do 50, you'll have 100. Get really crazy, deposit 100, you'll have $200 in prize picks Let's cash. Go. You guys, that is a ton of money at prize picks. It's affordable, it's fun. Let's play as a group. Prize picks presents football at 50. 10 to the hour every hour. Uh, let's talk a little NFL football. Who's the best team in the NFC, you guys? Because 
The Dallas Cowboys yesterday, that's one of the best defensive performances I think I have I have seen out of an NFL team in probably three years. What they did to the Jets. Right. I don't think Zach Wilson was as bad as everybody's making it out to be. I just think that Micah Parsons is the best football player in the NFL right now. Yeah, you know, I think the Cowboys are clearly the best team in the NFC right now. And and I think it's really nice to be able to say that about them. And I know it's early. Uh, We got a long way to go here. But it's really nice to be able to talk about that and and not have to talk about them, you know, underachieving. And and I think, yeah, guys like Micah Parsons are making it possible. I also think Dak's been crispy, man. Dak's been on point. And I think... He deserves a lot of credit for that. And and I know that, you know, Sauce Gardner wants to, you know, ride with all the best wide receivers in the league, and he was incredible yesterday, and he's the man. But but I'm here to tell you that, hey, it's great you have this awesome defense, but clearly that doesn't win you games. You actually do have to have a quarterback. And I agree, Zach wasn't as bad as everyone wanted to make it out to be, but, dude, they've got to go and get somebody. You can't waste this defense like this. And, and, and I don't know. Uh, again, if we're truth telling about the Jets, Zach Wilson's not an NFL quarterback. But is that why they got destroyed by Dallas yesterday? How does Brees Hall only have four touches? That I don't understand. He is your best running back, your best home run threat. And you gave him, Dalvin, and Dalvin Cook each four. You only ran the ball 16 times and threw it 27. With Zach Wilson as your quarterback, that's not Zach Wilson's fault. That's the play caller's fault. And it's unforgivable that you only ran the ball 16 times. Yeah. And I would also point out, you ran it for four yards a carry. That's not bad against the best defense in the NFL. Zach Wilson's not the answer, but he also wasn't the problem yesterday. Mm -hmm. I think it was far, far more about the play calling. And Dallas is very good, but my biggest question is, are they better than the San Francisco 49ers? I think defensively, Dallas is better, and that's hard to say. Yeah. With Fred Warner and Bosa and that defense and Sam Frog's disco, I think San Francisco is very good. But the win for San Francisco, and the reason I think I hedge a little bit towards the 49ers, that offense with and he's got to stay healthy, but Christian McCaffrey is that dude Stunt. again. He is him again. The way that he is running the football, averaging six yards a carry on the Rams, that's pretty good. But Debo and, and Brandon Ayuk, I, I don't know how you – and then – if you're going to have Juwan Jennings do what he did yesterday, like you're never going to beat them because Brock Purdy's good enough to beat you on his own. Yeah. And you just allow him to put the football in any kind of catch radius, and Brandon Ayuk's going to make that play. And that's what I. That's what I love about Brock Purdy is he's not he's he's not going to be you know the best quarterback in the league. You know he's not going to be this dominant guy. But what he is is really good at what he's asked to do. And I wish that guys like Zach Wilson or the young quarterback in the league had the play calling that Brock has because I feel like they put him in good positions. He's able to deliver. 
deliver the football, and you're able to produce offense. It's my biggest issue in Chicago right now, man. I understand, and I'm with you. Justin Fields is an awful quarterback. Terrible. There's no doubt. But they are not helping, buddy. They are not helping him in any way, shape, or form. They are not helping Zach Wilson. And, and I don't know why these guys continue to ask so much of the younger quarterback when you've got a great example of a guy who's not been in the league 20 years in San Francisco having big-time success. Yeah, let's talk about Justin Fields in Chicago because I, I just will continue to ask on the on the show, and we're going to get back to Coach Prime in Colorado coming Gosh. up in three minutes on the Monty Show. But where are all the asshats that said Justin Fields is an MVP candidate in the preseason? I'd like to see you. Oh, you're too embarrassed to raise your hand now. I've been telling you for two years, he's not an NFL quarterback. Mm -hmm. That interception at the goal line, make all the excuses that you want. He threw a pick six on a screen pass at the goal line. Should they have thrown a middle screen at the goal line? No, they should not. Should they have called it? Probably not. He can't throw that football. I don't care who you are. If you're a quarterback in the NFL, you know damn well you cannot throw a middle screen at the goal line. This is Russell Wilson in the Super Bowl. You know damn well you cannot throw that ball. You're an NFL quarterback, and you're going to tell me you didn't know that you couldn't throw that ball. But Justin Fields is not an NFL quarterback. That was a terrible play call. I get it. He's, he is just not talented enough. He's not capable enough. And another guy who cannot step and throw, Justin Fields. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. And I do think as a quarterback in the NFL, there are certain throws that, just generally speaking, that you know you can't make, right? It's the old adage of, hey, you're rolling out right. You damn well better not throw across your body left, right? You better not throw it in the middle of the field on your own two-yard line, right? Like, you, like there are things you're not supposed to do. And so I, I am more open to the idea that that was an awful play call and they put him in a bad position. But I agree. There is no getting away from the fact that as a quarterback, you still chose to throw it in the middle of the field. Just throw it away. Or I know, take the safety. Even though that's a bad option, that's better than a pick six. Two is less than six. Like, two is less than seven. Like, I, it's just bad choice after bad choice. Uh, I, I don't understand it. At all. Matador Mike says, I know how Brees Hall only had four touches. The coaches didn't let the fatties lean on the uh, lean and sweat smelling like poo, just like Tech. Tech wins at West Virginia 37-17. I would agree with that. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show, presented by Prize Picks. Make sure you get the Prize Picks app on your phone. There's a link in the description of the show below. Just click the link. It'll embed the Monty Show promo code. That gets you 100% deposit matching at Prize Picks, the app. You can also go to prizepicks.com. Uh, you can use it on desktop. I'm telling you, I love it. I absolutely love it. It is as much fun as I have had. Daily Fantasy mm -hmm. is so much fun. And it's the little things like, and, and we'll go through these pretty hard coming up in 30 minutes, but Bryce Young, quarterback for Carolina tonight against a really good New Orleans defense that nobody's talking about. Does he throw for 191 and a half yards, more or less? That's all your proposition at Price Fix is, more or less. I'm telling you less. I'm telling you to Sean Watson, two touchdowns he accounts for tonight. Two, not one, 
two. I took more. So it's that simple. I love it. Coming up in 30 minutes, we'll announce we're giving away a uh, gift card every, I think we'll do it Mondays. Yeah, I think that's smart. Every Monday, because I do want to make sure that we reward you for not being stupid about football. (laughs) Which is not easy. (laughs) Download the Prize Picks app. Uh, use the promo code Monty to get 100% prize uh, deposit matching. Excuse me at PrizePicks.com. Download the app; it's super easy. Click that link; it'll download it for you. Everything you need. Prize Picks. Boom. Uh, hour number two of the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com. Live the lifestyle you've always wanted to live, guys. We talk about it every day on the show. Brandon, one of our viewers. Again, telling me, hey, I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. You know what I said to him? Stop thinking about it. Because all you're doing when you struggle financially and you spend money you don't think you should spend, are you, you're doing one thing, and it's, it's breaking down your relationship with yourself. Because you feel bad, your esteem's low, your confidence's low. Turn all that off. Drive the car you want to drive. Wear the shoes you want to wear. Date the hot chicks you want to date. That's who you're going to be sitting next to. <laughs> be the Wolf of Wall Street. Be that guy. By going to trydaytrading.com slash Monty, get their $10 30-day trial membership. You make a $10 charitable donation. They give you 30 days in their program. And at the end of that 30 days, you're going to make a decision. Do I like this? You're going to love it. Or if I want to walk away, hey, I'm good. Do it now. And the other thing I always tell everybody is when you start the uh, Triday Trading program, they fund an account for you. So you trade your first trades where you're, you're getting your feet wet are with Triday Trading's money, not your own money. And when you make money with them, you get to keep 80% of it at TridayTrading.com. Let's get into Coach Prime, Colorado versus Colorado State. And I think this was by far the most controversial game of the weekend. I think when you look at the way that this game had heat leading up to it, You look at the dirty hit on Travis Hunter. Please do not be threatening people's life. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I'll explain that in a minute. When you look at the heat and vitriol, you look at the fact that Mrs. Monty wanted to go to bed. She didn't want to stay up and watch the game because it was over. Until it wasn't. And Shador Sanders threw the Colorado Buffaloes to a win. Deion Sanders coached the Colorado Buffaloes, to a stunning comeback victory in overtime where it was 100% about Shador Sanders and his tight end. It was 100% about Shador Sanders taking it personal and throwing the ball very, very well. And if he's not a Heisman candidate, I don't think there should be a Heisman Trophy awarded this year. But the bottom line is, how long can Colorado continue to be the biggest and the best story in college football and Jake, does it end this weekend in Eugene against Oregon? Yeah, well, I think, you know, it depends how you lose this game, right? And, and you heard me correctly. It depends how you lose the game. Because, again, you know, as we said last hour, if if this is a, hey, Oregon won this game, you know, let's just throw it out there 60 to 45. No one's going to be hating on Colorado for that. I mean, sure, you're going to have people say, oh, it's over. We told you you suck. Like, sure, those those people are always going to be out there. But the people who really watch the game, who really understand the portal, who really understand the roster, what Prime's doing, no one's going to criticize Deion Sanders for that. No one's going to say, yeah, you guys are just terrible. Like, how could you lose this game? No, what they're going to say is, hey, 
yeah, sure, we all knew the defense needed work, but my God, your boy can play. Shador Sanders can play. That offense is dialed. And yeah, you're not going to have Travis Hunter. And yes, that's a big problem, but it's yet another good test for this program's medal. And I really think that that, you know, the media cycle on Deion Sanders truly will be defined by what kind of game this is. I mean, if this is, you know, if they get blown out and just trashed, yeah, the media, the they're no longer the media darling, right? Because not only do you have this Oregon game, now you got the USC game coming after that. So there is still quite a bit on the line. Your undefeated streak likely comes to an end here. But man, I, and I don't know what it would be. I don't know what it would take. It would probably take injury on Oregon's side for Colorado to win, find a way to win this game, mm-hmm. honestly. But if they found a way to win this game, dude, you thought they were the media darling now. Dude, it's going to go to a whole nother level. And so my opinion is, is they will lose this game. But I also think through that process, they will become a better team. And I do think if it's a close game, if it's competitive, if they're right in this thing and they lose by, let's say, 10 points, they will continue to be covered. They will continue to garner that respect. And I think that, if I'm Deion Sanders, is the mission. I'm not going to tell my players, hey, obviously, you know, we're going to play Oregon. We're probably going to lose this game. He's never going to say that. But in his heart of hearts, I think he's got to understand, hey, we're playing a big-time opponent here. What what can we do? What can we do to make this a close game? Yeah, and I, I think there's a couple storylines out of this game. Number one, Colorado State played dirty. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. The hit on Hunter, um, out of bounds, I, I just thought, what, what did you initially think when you saw that? I mean, I didn't think it was, like, it's definitely, it was a dirty hit, yes, no doubt about it. It was not nearly the dirtiest hit of the weekend. I'll say that. I mean, we had some bad targeting stuff. There was definitely yeah, some head going on. But who cares about that? I'm taught in that moment, that was one of the dirtiest plays I've ever seen. That was head hunting. That you were trying to hurt him. There is no doubt about it. They had they had put a a target on his back, or in this case, his chest. And I think they went after him. There's that. I think it's one of the dirtiest plays situationally that I've seen in some time. Yeah, but of course they went after him. That's the only way they were going to win the game. I mean, honestly, like, yeah, you were ahead in the fourth, but you had to take out Travis Hunter. You had to go after Shador a few times. Like that. That's that was part of their strategy. It was a dirty hit. There's no doubt. You lacerated his kidneys, dude, or his liver, rather. Like that was a dirty hit, man. Henry Blackburn, the the guy for Colorado State who hit uh, Hunter. Can we please stop being idiots about this? And and again, I can't tell you how to live your life. The idea that people are sending him death threats and publishing his phone number and his mom's phone number and leaving heinous voicemail. Like, you guys are idiots. It's a football game. It's not life and death, number one. Was it a dirty play? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Should he have been ejected? There's no question about it. It was an egregious, egregious late hit out of bounds. And none of that means that you should be sending him death threats. None of that means you should be calling his mom and saying the things that are being said to her. So, hey, let's knock that off. But I think Colorado needed this game. My true opinion is Colorado was feeling themselves. And we talked about it on the show on Friday. I warned you this was a danger game for Colorado. I think they came out a little sleepy. I think then they got the pick six by Shiloh. And I think they got real comfortable and Colorado State was just not going to have it. So what did they do? They started playing dirty. 
They took more penalties than I can remember in recent college football history on the Colorado State side of that field. But the other thing you got to talk about is Nicolosi and Dallin Hoker, the tight end, that is a lethal, lethal connection. Now, I don't know why Dallin Hoker is just not that bright of a dude for leaving BYU. That was a really stupid decision. Because as you can see now, Dallin Holker's a stud. And he made a big difference in that game, Jake. And I, I, I think this is a game that Colorado needed. This had to have been a huge wake-up call for them. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and you know, leaving this game, I mean, I, I think that if you're, you know, you're the leadership on this team, you feel great about the fact that you were able to pull this one out. I mean, obviously, like you said at the beginning of this conversation, special performance out of Shador Sanders. Yes. Like, I mean, just, you know, watching him take them down the field was outstanding. Uh, great accuracy, great pace on the ball, in like everything you want out of your quarterback. And I just think that this game, like, you knew it was going to be a chippy game. Like, let's not beat around the bush. Like, everyone wants to talk about this dirty hit. Are we really that surprised? Stunned. Like, I, stunned. I'm not stunned. I'm I not. Thought, I'm not. I thought that was one of the most horrendous on-field attempts to injure a player that I have ever seen. And I've, I am 50 years old, man. I've been doing this for 30 years. And I have not seen a guy take a run like that at somebody who was quite obviously out of bounds. The play was almost over in that the whistle had blown. And you go and do that. I think it's one of the cheapest, dirtiest plays that I have ever seen. And I think it is a reflection on the head coach. I think it is a reflection on his rhetoric. This, you know, Jay Norvell trying to say that he was not talking about Deion Sanders and he has no problem with Deion. Get the hell out of here. Like, it, talking about how he has great respect for what Dion's done, get the hell out of here. Jay Norvell, you're the reason that that Travis Hunter was in a hospital on Saturday night. You're the reason he's out probably a month now. Like, it is it is an egregiously dirty play. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that kid at Colorado State, I'm not a believer that you say, well, you can't play until the other kid's healthy again. He should be suspended. There's no question about it. I don't know how long. But the idea he was not thrown out, the idea that you can't have a targeting style penalty on a play like that is ridiculous. That is, you could have you could have done permanent damage to him. Mm-hmm. It's one of the dirtiest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it was a dirty play. It was. And I'm not trying to minimize it. I'm just saying going into this game. I kind of figured we'd get that out of Colorado State. Dirty-ass hits, dirty plays, head-hunting over the middle. Like, I, you know, I just I just figured that's what we were going to get because it's Colorado, Colorado State. There was all this trash talking. Like, you, you knew what this was going to be. I didn't expect Colorado State to make it as close or as hard of a game as they made it. We were they different on that. They took 17 penalties for 182 yards. Yeah, they played a dirty game, no doubt. And I, I just... yeah. I don't know. I've never seen a team come out in a first half just very clearly on a mission to hurt Colorado. I've, I don't know that I've ever seen that before. But what did you, I guess my question is, what did you expect them to do? You, you know you're not compete. as good as Colorado. Compete. Compete. That's what I expect them to do. I expect that you didn't need the dirty penalties. You didn't need, what was it, three illegal chop blocks in the first half. You didn't need to do that. A chop mm-hmm. block is is illegal because you're engaged with a guy on top and somebody dives at his legs. 
Not once, not twice, three times in the first half. That happened. The, the play on Hunter, and I saw everybody over the weekend talking about, well, if Travis Hunter was bigger, it doesn't fucking matter. If you hadn't been a dirty player and hit him two yards out of bounds when the play was clearly over, his size is irrelevant. It was a dirty play. I, you just don't need to... It, it, Jay Norvell humiliated himself in four days over this football game. Mm-hmm. The hat and sunglasses line. The fact that Dion had his mom in the locker room after the game was amazing to mm-hmm. me. It just, you look at this game, Colorado came out prepared to play a game. Jay Norvell came out prepared to hurt Colorado. Agreed. And that, that, that is unforgivable. That's not, that's not amateur athletics. That's not, that's not amateur athletics. That is foolishness. Yeah. It's absolutely foolishness. OG Gary says, homie needs to be headhunted now. I'm sorry, I disagree. Eye for an eye on this one. But you you can't. Colorado certainly took their shots, right? I mean, Shador sticking his fingers in that D lineman's face, like, mm-hmm. I think Colorado State earned that. I just I, – I think it, it was as simple as that. Well, I think a lot of people wanted the, uh, what, the Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, you know, perfect situation we had several years ago where, where you know, you've got the Steelers wide receiver dropping perfect in the middle of the field. Like, I, I think that's what people wanted, and I understand it. I get it. I, 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 I'm not saying it wasn't a dirty play. It was a dirty play. There's no doubt about it. There's no question. It's undisputed. What I'm saying is, did we expect more out of uh, Jay Norvell? Did we expect more out of yes. a team that had no chance? Yes. Why? Because why, dude? I, I, I don't didn't. know if you're just being a red ass about this. If if listen, if you thought Jay Norvell was going to come out and try to hurt Colorado players, the game should have never been played. Should have never been played. You don't come out and try to end somebody's career. You don't do that. Jay Norvell's a a, a, a guy that I thought was better than that. I was proven wrong. Because it didn't, it, it went on the entire game. Mm-hmm. And I never expected Jay Norvell to do, I don't know how you would prognosticate that they would try to come out and hurt somebody. Like, I, I don't know how you expected that. I don't know. I don't know. And again, I just ask, why are you Jay Norvell talking about Deion Sanders? Yeah. Why are you talking about him? Why are you talking about his players? Why are your players talking about Deion Sanders? Maybe worry about yourself. Maybe worry about winning the game, preparing for the game, instead of going on your radio show and talking about Dion wearing a hat and sunglasses and disrespecting his mother. Yeah. That's unbelievable that you did that. I can't believe that your game plan was to come out and hurt Colorado players. I'm embarrassed for Jay Norvell. You just do not do that. That's not what college football has ever been about. Has it happened in the past? Sure it has. But any idea that you thought he was going to come out and do that, I, I don't know where you would come up with that. I think it is, it is, it's a blight on the face of Colorado State football. Mm-hmm. Period. You, It's just not, I can't remember a hit like that. That in college football, you, you know that if you take a 10-yard sprint to a guy who's basically stopped on the sideline, that he's going to end up in the hospital. There, how do you avoid that? I don't know how you avoid that. Boyd Lake, uh, the head coach should not be talking smack. 
Uh, douche move and Deion Sanders is always yapping his gum. Well, here's the problem. Deion Sanders hadn't talked any smack. Deion Sanders is not yapping his gum. Yeah. Deion Sanders is n- And I think he did a really good job of pointing this out in the halftime interview. We don't talk about their players. We don't talk about the other team's coach. We focus on what we have to do. And who? what did he say on the 60 Minutes interview? I'm just begging Nick Saban to give me five minutes of time on a commercial TV set so that I can learn more from him because he knows more than I'll forget about football. Like, the guy gets it. He's not talking about the other team. He's not talking about the other coach. Yeah, I think a lot of people think that about Prime. I heard that a lot, and I hear that consistently. Hey, Dion talks all this junk, and he thinks he's the best, and he's arrogant, and got this attitude about him. Well, maybe that's how it comes off to you, but the reality is he doesn't. He didn't talk about Jay, and I don't feel like he talks about a lot of other people. He does talk about himself, sure, but that's not a crime to talk about yourself. And by the way, he's three and zero. Like I am surprised that the the officials did not do more to protect Colorado. I was really surprised by that. Jeff Woodworth, uh, all top five teams got pushed by weak opponents this week. Um. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think that when I look at the when I look at Notre Dame, they destroyed Central Michigan. Is Notre Dame a, a huge opponent or a great team? Probably not. I look at Utah dismantling Weber State. They weren't pushed. Georgia, Georgia, I don't think Georgia's the team we all think they are. But we're not going to know that because they don't play anybody. Um, Michigan, Michigan was never in doubt against Bowling Green. Never in doubt. Um, Florida State, I think Florida State just... Florida State brought back all the doubts everybody had about them before the season. Mm-hmm. Because that was not a great performance. Um, Texas is probably the one that comes to my mind. Texas just came out sleepwalking. That's all that. Texas came out sleepwalking. And I think if you go in and look at the way that Texas handled their business in the second half, you you start to drink the Sark Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. Because he, in my opinion, whatever he said to, to Day-Day Barron, completely changed that defense. And I think Jade Barron came out and dominated that team physically. And I think specifically going to the fourth quarter, you could see the defensive guys on the sideline at Texas were like, this is our game now. We're going to win and lose our game. Yeah. And they gave the offense every opportunity to win it. But yeah, I think Texas is an example of that. Um, but again, I look at Ohio State. Ohio State didn't struggle. You know, I frankly, the top 25 is... Is Alabama a top 10 team? Because the idea that Alabama is 13th in the latest AP top 25... And I love my guys up in Salt Lake City. Utah's not better than Alabama. I love... Love Notre Dame mm-hmm. with all my heart and soul. Mm-hmm. They're not better than Alabama. They're not. USC, Florida State, Texas, Georgia, yes, better than Alabama. Michigan is not better than Alabama. Ohio State is not better than Alabama. Washington, 
Offensively, Washington's better. Defensively, Alabama could handle Washington. Yeah, I think the quarterback thing in Alabama is just crushing them. I, I think it's people have problem. doubts. I, I, I think if you had, you know, like let's reverse the roles here and say something like, hey, you got a, you have an outstanding, let's say even a Heisman Trophy caliber quarterback, and let's say that you just had no wide receivers and he was really struggling to distribute the football, let's say, they'd be in the top 10. But I think people are waiting to see what Nick Saban's going to do about this exactly because at some point, Jalen Milrow, you're either going to have to put together a game plan that allows Milrow to run in an effective fashion where it's planned out, or you're going to have to learn how to run the football really effectively with your backs. Or, I don't know, I mean, you could play some West Coast too. But I, I just think that people don't trust that situation right now, which is why they're the 13th-ranked team. Because I'm yeah. with you. I and do think they're a top 10 team. If you missed it today, Nick Saban announced that Jalen Milrow is again his starting quarterback. Mm. And it is it is a little surprising. You know, from a quarterback standpoint, this is all I'm going to say about this. You know, Jalen really showed the leadership that I was looking for, you know, during the game in terms of supporting his teammates and doing the things he needed to do. Um He's had the opportunity to play, so has the other guys. Jalen played the best uh, of all those guys, and uh, so I think he's earned the opportunity to be the quarterback. I'm really surprised by that. I thought Ty Simpson would be the guy, and I just can, – can Jalen Milrow drop back and deliver a football with a conference game on the line? No. No. Because you're going to have to do that against Ole Miss because Ole Miss is going to score 35 points. They Lane Train's going to have them boys ready to roll. Jackson Dart's a stud. I think you're going to have to score. You're probably going to have to score in the middle of the high 30s to beat Ole Miss. And I just, I don't think Jalen Milrow can do that. And this probably goes back to the transfer portal conversation. How does Alabama not have a quarterback? How does Oklahoma State not have a quarterback? How does Clemson not have a quarterback? Yeah, and what do all those schools have in common? It's remarkable. Their offensive lines are garbage, even at Alabama. Dude, Alabama's offensive line, by Alabama standards, is a joke. I, I mean, again, I, I have criticisms for, for Milrow, but he is not being helped by that offensive line. And that, and that, to me, contributes to why he's constantly on the run. Now, there's no doubt he holds the football too long. He runs when he shouldn't. But, again, you have to put him in a position to be successful. And that's why I say, like, like, there was a whole thing on Anthony Richardson on ESPN today about how the Colts basically have accepted the fact that he can't throw the football and they're allowing him to just run. And if he takes punishment, that's on him. He's got to learn that lesson. And I'm kind of in that place with Jalen Milrow right now. You got to allow this guy to work to his strengths because you have nothing behind him. Well, the problem with that is where's Anthony Richardson right now? Well, he's in concussion protocol. Yeah. Where was he last week? Limping around with a bad knee. You can't run. And I would agree that Alabama's offensive line is strictly mediocre. The problem is their receiving core is strictly mediocre as well. They do one thing offensively well, run outside. And I I, I have real this, – this could be a 3-4 loss, maybe more than that Alabama team because their schedule, as light as Georgia's schedule is, Alabama's got Ole Miss at Mississippi State, at Texas A&M, Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, at Kentucky, Chattanooga, and then the Iron Bowl. There, there, are, there are four losses on that schedule. There are, and I know you're 2-1 now. 
I think you're going to lose two more because that Texas A&M game is always a battle and the Iron Bowl is the Iron Bowl. And those are two very losable games. And then at home, apparently Tuscaloosa is not the, 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 the fortified fort that you thought it was. And I, 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 I'm a little surprised about Nick Saban in Alabama like this. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it shows you that programs that go through this much graduation, you got to use the portal. Yes. You can't, you can't take a Bryce Young out of that offense and the whole thing falls apart. But it's not. You've lost. How many of their wide receivers are in the NFL right now? Mm-hmm. In the last three to five years? A ton. Their offensive linemen are in the NFL. A ton. Their defensive linemen are in the NFL. A ton. That's what I'm saying. If you're Nick Saban, like, like if I, literally, if I'm Nick Saban, like, of course, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get to nine wins, ten wins. Of yeah. course, that's the, the benchmark. But, but. At the same time, you can't tell me Nick Saban is not cognizant of the fact that he's got a track record here, a a big-picture track record of success. And the formula has to change a little bit for that success to continue. And so, of course, as part of that process, you're going to have down years. You're going to have. Like, I agree. They're at risk of being a four-loss team, a three-four-loss team. Yes. You're going to have years like that because, again, and I'm not saying that Deion's better than Nick, but what's the reality? When you've got guys like Dion rolling over that many kids in his program, the transfer portal's getting chopped down, right? It's get, it's coming down. There's less players available to you. So what to me is so unbelievable about Nick Saban not embracing the portal is you're Nick Saban, you're Alabama. You can literally go out and get pretty much any kid that's worth anything. If you call this this three star, whoever, wherever he is, yep. hey, it's Nick Saban. They're taking that call, man. Well, but it's it's even more than that. It's the it's the look at Notre Dame. Look at Drew Pine at Arizona State. Look at you know, I mean Arizona State's got twenty new quarterbacks. <laughs> Jacob Jacob Conover from BYU is there, Drew Pine is there, Jaden Rashad is there. Arizona State's not running away from anybody. You know, you just got beat by Fresno State twenty nine to nothing. How how did that feel? Right? And you're you're Jacob Conover, because Drew Pine's not ready, Jacob Con- Conover went 6 to 16, 89 yards and two picks. Pine was 5 of 13 with two picks. I, like, I don't know what you do. I, I, I don't know what you do. I, my guess is that Jackson darts don't grow on trees. No, clearly. That's the, that's the hardest part, but yeah. you have to do better than Jalen Milroe. Like Tyler Buckner from from Notre Dame, look at the uh, another Notre Dame transfer co- quarterback that washed out. But did Notre Dame sit around and hang their heads and oh God, what are we going to do without True Pine? No, you went and found one of the most prolific transfers ever in Hartman. You're telling me Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman can find can find a guy in your conference and you can't? Come on, man. Notre That's, Dame, our mother. It's wild to me. Yeah. Wild, wild to me. Uh, Bryce Martin, A&M is going to be tough as well. Good run defense and Bama struggles on the road. A&M's always tough with Bama. Say what you want about Jimbo. He, hmm. It's personal, dude. Yeah. It's always been personal. Gumby says, too. is the dynasty over? I mean, we've talked about it a thousand times. The I dynasty don't... is not over until you've gone, like what? 
four years without a national championship, five years. I mean, it's college football, man. Like, you, the, you, It's secular, no doubt about it. They're cyclical. There's no doubt about it. I mean, look at Clemson. Is Dabo done winning games? I wouldn't think so. I would not think so. But, you know, the, the, the thing that describes the greatness of Nick Saban is our shock at the fact that he's 13th or whatever they are this week. Shocking. You're still in the AP top 25, and people are like, yeah, he's on the hot seat. No, he's yeah. not on the hot seat, dude. He's not. He's no, he's not, not, dude. He's not. Is Mike Gundy on the hot seat? No, he should be. If this continues later this year, he will be. Is Dave Aranda on the hot seat? Absolutely. Yeah, there's no question about it. Joey McGuire's not on the hot seat. No, he's not. Uh, hey, Tong, uh, Prime, Prime is faster to adapt to new rules that were already in place, which is closer to pro sports than old school college football. But somebody also said that Prime is, Prime is younger. Deion Sanders is not a young boy. He is a grown-ass man. And I want to say he's in his middle 50s. And Deion Sanders is not 40 years old. I think a lot of people forget that. He is not 40 years old. Uh, Tarrant County boy says Johnny Manziel to Bama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Uh, how did Conover do for ASU? Not well. He threw two picks. They don't have a quarterback. Rashad is their quarterback, and he didn't play this week. And they got shut out. There are going to be some t- – you can expect that from Arizona State. Yeah. There's going to be some tough times. Gary Wolf, Bama is the NFL's farm program. It certainly is. Yeah. It certainly is, and deservedly so because they make really good defensive players. How many great Bama quarterbacks are there? What's on tonight? Bryce Young on the tube. Let's see what he can do. They're not a whole lot at Bama and SC don't put out great quarterbacks. Yeah. Apparently neither is Ohio State. Uh, NE says, isn't that funny? Who remembers this year? Everyone who's saying Oregon and SC is going to be uh, bad on the uh, on the O-line. They lost so much talent. The way they've performed, Saban wishes he had those lines. If, if Nick Saban had USC's offensive line, holy cow. Different conversation. Oh, my God. I mean, but he doesn't. And it, it, for all the Lincoln Riley haters in the world, Lincoln Riley actually makes good offense. You always, you always want to point to me as a hater of Lincoln Riley. I don't hate Lincoln Riley. You've self-espoused as a hater. Of what Lincoln my Riley. point about Lincoln Riley, especially this year, you better hope he is in the college football playoff. Like there is no way he is not in the college football playoff, right? Like, uh, is isn't it just like especially? I, I again, I I look in conference. Like SC is better than Oregon. Washington's the closest thing to SC right now. I'm tired, and I, and I love the Utes. I love Kyle Whittingham. I'm tired of this little game we're playing with Cam Rising and Brand Keithy. I'm tired of it. Just say that he's out or or put him in. But the idea that we're doing this whole thing, we're like, yeah, I'm tired. Nate, Nate Johnson's going to play, and he's. I'm really excited about him, and he's got a lot of talent. Yes, why, but why would he say anything about Cam Rising? Yeah. No, I'm being serious. Yeah, he wouldn't. But I, I just it, it gets it gets all the game playing that goes on. Like the I, expectation was Cam. You have Cam Rising during the off season saying that he he's really working hard to be back for Week One, and most people had you know uh, uh, what a sixty percent, seventy percent. I agree. Nobody plays. knew that Brant was going to miss this much time. Nobody knew that Cam was going to miss this much time. But why would he update anybody on those two guys? It only helps the opponent. Yeah. Why? 
Look at Lane Train trying to openly talking about who's calling plays on Alabama's defense. Mm-hmm. Just trying to poke the bear. Why help your opponent? You wouldn't. You have a real live. I know this is crazy. You have a real live Pac-12 game this weekend. Utah and UCLA. And it's a big one. Cam Rising is going to play this weekend, would be my guess. Brant, I don't know about Brant Keithy. It's, it's horrific that he's not playing. The kid has busted his ass to get healthy and get back. And it sucks for him. I feel terrible for him. I agree. That he's not playing. But Kyle Whittingham has no business talking about those guys in public. No, none whatsoever. No, and I know a lot of Ute fans are bustling at the, I need an update. When's it? It's none of your business when he's going to play. Go support the team that's on the field. And I, I would like to also point out, Nate's done a nice job. Like, who cares? It's Weber State, dude. Who cares? Who cares if, if Cam plays? What happens if Cam Rising plays this week and looks incredibly rusty? He's going to look incredibly rusty. It's not what happens if. Would any, is anybody expecting him to be midseason form? I'm not. Cam's going to be rusty when he comes back. And I'm a realist. I'm a re- we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. I'm a realist. This is Utah is not the best team in the Pac-12. I think they're third. And that's an arguable third. I think USC and Washington are the two best teams in the conference. I think Oregon and Utah are, are the cut below them. And Cam needs to be ready when it comes time to win a conference championship, when you need, when you need to beat Oregon at the end of the year, when you need to beat Washington, when you need to beat SC, when you, that's when Cam Rising needs to be sharp. Would you love to beat UCLA this weekend? Yes. But is a rusty Cam Rising better than Nate Johnson? We're going to find out because I think Cam's going to play this weekend. Yeah. We'll find out. And I care far less about Nate Johnson and Cam Rising than I do about Quinton Jackson, who needs 20 carries a game. Give him 20 carries a game, and they will win. Give LJ Martin at BYU 20 carries a game, and you will win. You want to beat Kansas? Run the ball with LJ 20 times this weekend, and you will win. The quarterback... You know who Keaton Slovis at BYU is across the board. I know who Tyler Shuck is. Run the football. The only guy I can say that I want to see pass more is Quinn Ewers because they should be more explosive than they are. Other than that, you don't have a quarterback in Stillwater. What the hell are you going to do if you're Baylor this weekend? I don't know either. But at Utah, I don't want to know about Cam Rising South until he's ready to get under center. And I think it's this weekend. I could be completely wrong. And I'm sure you guys will let me know when I am. Uh, Big Dog O-Town, what's up, my guy? Logically, you stay with Nate to keep momentum, but Cam didn't lose the job because of his play on the field. And he's an elite big uh, Pac-12 quarterback he when he's healthy. He hasn't lost his job. He hasn't lost his job. He hasn't. Yeah, no, he hasn't. And I think it, it's just going to be really interesting to see. The Pac-12 is not to be played with. It, it, it is... This this conference, you look at Colorado, Oregon this weekend. Look at Oregon State, Washington State this weekend. That game's um, in Pullman. 
Who's better, Oregon State or Washington State? Yeah, I don't know either. We're going to find out, though. We're going to find out. And if anybody thinks that Stanford's just going to roll over for Arizona or that Arizona State's going to roll over for USC, good luck. Because my guess is, my guess is, Utah's going to beat UCLA. Oregon's going to beat Colorado in one of the most wildly entertaining offensive displays we'll see. Mm -hmm. And I think Washington State's got a real chance to knock off Oregon State. Other than that, Washington is going to bury Cal. I think USC is going to boat race Arizona State, but Arizona State's going to make their life difficult because that game's in the desert. It's going to be hot. It's probably going to be about 90 degrees at kickoff. Yeah. And I think Utah and UCLA, is, it's, this is a weekend in the Pac-12. There's no doubt about that. There is no doubt about that. Uh, Tori, can't wait till uh, we smack them. Yeah, Tori, I don't know if I – Oregon State's going to be good. Yeah. Oregon State's going to be good. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby says shuck truck. Yeah, because he's been taking a dump. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> there is that. Isn't it amazing – how quarterback reliant most of the teams in college football are. It, I mean, and tech fans, I would love to hear from you on. Do you really believe that Tyler Shuck? Am I wrong in saying that Tyler Shuck is the reason? Is the reason that Texas Tech is where they are? Because I think good and bad, he's the reason. I agree completely. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Cougar tracks for five dollars. Why no talk of Prime Sun? Tra- I specifically brought that up. I specifically talked about Shador Sanders poking the the yeah. defensive lineman in the eye. Yeah. What, what are you talking about? Lance Johnson, joining late, my OSU pokes are terrible. How could it swing this much in less than a calendar year? Because you let your quarterback go. Turns out Spence wasn't such a crappy quarterback after all. I thought it absurd, could get fired this year, but we're headed for 2-10, and 10, may happen. I, I, the only thing that I will say about Oklahoma State is how do you not have a single viable quarterback? I think it's a little aggressive to say you're heading for 2-10. and 10. I understand why you're upset with the performance. Yes, you don't have a quarterback. You really think that's aggressive? Yeah, I think that's aggressive. Yeah. It's I mean, early. I'm, I, well, it's early, but you, I mean, you don't have... I mean, I, I'm just being honest. If we're, if we're keeping it 100, I mean, you're going to go and beat Iowa State, I hope. I hope. But if we look at the Pokes' schedule down the road, you're not beating Kansas State. You're not beating Kansas. You're going to beat West Virginia for four. But Cincinnati's defense has actually not been horrendous. But, like, that's you're in that game. Like, God. <laughs> Nobody said it was in or out of the game. You, you're never traveling again. Okay. Nobody said they won't be in that game. Mm-hmm. There's a, hey, I was in the game. How'd it turn out? I lost because they kicked a 61-yard field goal. It's not a matter of being in the game. You got to win the game. And it's, it's not good enough. It's not good enough for Oklahoma State to, to be as bad as they are. Like, I, I look at Cincinnati versus Oklahoma State. Is there any real definition uh, on those teams? Because Cincinnati scores a hell of a lot of points. And they've given up 65 points on the year, something like that, right? 
But Cincinnati is winning by scoring 66-27 against Pitt. That's a good win. And then somehow you lost 31-24 to Miami of Ohio. We'll find out long before that game because Cincinnati's Oklahoma, BYU, Iowa State, Baylor before late late October. But you get my point. Mm-hmm. What on what level of any level does Oklahoma State get the the benefit of the of the doubt in any hotly contested game? Yeah, they don't. Because your quarterback can't make you a play. He's shown that. And if I'm Mike Gundy, I'm starting my kid. I can discipline him. I can work on him. I can lean on him. That's my starting quarterback. Because what do you have to lose? It's not like there's somebody clearly better behind you. Start the kid. And Alabama's much the same way. Stop with the revolving door at quarterback, Kenny Dillingham at Arizona State. Notice now we're talking about like four, five, six teams. But I don't think Nick had a choice, dude. Milrow did not look good. I mean, it was. I feel like it was warranted there at least. So, so you go back to him? Yeah, well, now Buckner looked worse. I mean, I agree with what Nick said, right? Like, none of them played good. Milrow played the best of the three or the best of the, you know, the best of the group. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think the difference is, is Gundy's just running these guys out here like, you know, doesn't feel like it's a competition. It literally feels like we're running a tri-quarterback system. Tri-quarterback system. Like, what are we doing? Let's just go to the Air Force um, or Navy triple option. Right? (laughs) Can we bring back the wishbone? Right? Can we bring back the wish? No, you, you can't. You cannot. So... I don't know. I uh, I'm interested to see exactly how this plays out at Oklahoma State. Mike Gundy tied for 59th winning as college football head coach all time. Pitt did lose to West Virginia as well, but they don't give up a whole lot of points. Pitt's defense has been good. They they don't score enough points. Pitt does not score enough points. Um, no one talks about the ACC. It's sad. Nobody talks about the What's ACC. What's there to talk about, bro? Well, and Florida State almost gave up the ghost. If BC hadn't been completely in comp, that was one of the most frustrating five minutes to watch. Like, I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm sitting here with Mrs. Monty watching. Uh, I had taken a two-hour, like, I think I had 250 golf balls in a lesson on Saturday. Come home, we're chilling. We go by Costco. We get these amazing Southwest wraps. We had them for lunch. We're sitting there, a little bit of nappy time. Like, so anyway, eventually we get to Florida State and BC coming down to the wire. You're like, oh, BC's got this. No, they don't. <laughs> Terrible face mask penalty. Because like, it's garbage. What are you doing? Everything they could do to lose that game. Everything they could do. Uh, Brandon Butler, the week three alarmists are out in force. Mm-hmm. So what's real and what's fake in college football? In, in the in the comments section, who's, who is, in your opinion, who should be really worried? Nick Saban. I, I, well, Nick Saban, but I would put Mike Gundy number one. I think Nick Saban number two, because this could be a four, maybe five loss year for Alabama with Jalen Milrow. Like, I think Dave Aranda's in that conversation. I mean, there's some bad, bad, bad football teams. Who in the Big Ten is going to get embarrassed? Ohio State. Is Ohio State losing to Notre Dame? I, it's possible. Yeah. Notre Dame is is putting possible, it up. Possible, yeah. But. You know. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, was Big Ben playing for Miami of Ohio? He was not. He was in a college bar somewhere drunk. 
allegedly. Saban, uh, OG Gary, Saban, 80% of the 12, Kirby and ASU. What is going on with Georgia? I agree with that. What is going They're on just not Georgia? doing what they usually do. Because what And what don't they have? They don't have a dominant quarterback. I mean, you can have, I would, Georgia, if you want Justin Fields back. I mean, I'm happy to help you with that. Should probably get in the business of making NFL football players instead of super speeders. Idiot. I would agree with that. The Monty Show presented by our good friends at Bucked Up Energy. BuckedUp.com. Make sure you get there. Uh, use the promo code MONTY20 to save 20% off at checkout. BuckedUp.com, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. So you guys know I've talked a lot about weight loss in my, my weight loss journey. 8,000 pound fat ass. Uh, that's not true. Um, got on the scale this morning. And we went to L.A. and I don't know what happened in L.A., I feel like I fell asleep and somebody put like 50 pounds of fat on me. I'm for real. Um, but I gained like three pounds in LA and it's been tough to get it off. So the last few days I've really been working hard. Got up at 5.15, 5.20 this morning, worked out. And the best post-workout is a bucked up shake. You get that bucked up whey protein isolate. You use the creatine. You put the collagen peptides in there. A little bit of ice, bunch of water. It was so good and refreshing and it makes it worth it bucked ups products just do the job when they tell you hey this is the purest form of of protein recovery less soreness i will say the the uh buckshot i don't have a headache anymore i had a bit of a headache all day long today here's it right up don't have a headache anymore but i feel good i'm losing weight i've got what is today i've oh my goodness it's exactly two months until hawaii days. It is exactly 60 days until we leave for Hawaii. I've got to lose 38 pounds by the time we go, or no, 28 pounds by the time we go to Hawaii. So I've got some work to do, and I'm going to count on Bucked Up to do it. Work out tomorrow morning, go play a golf, come do the show. Like, I've got my activity all planned out because, you know, Mrs. Monty's going out of town again. You know, mm. I'll just live alone. I'll, I'll become a go. hermit. Yeah. A virgin hermit. That's me. Right. BuckedUp.com, use the promo code MONTY20. Their products are just great, you guys. And if you need recommendations or if you have questions, please do not hesitate uh, to DM me. Uh, I love it. Uh, Daniel uh, Dixon, Bucked Up has helped with my migraines. I think the Buckshot, and I, I, I think it's because it's got a bunch of brain food in it, but it makes a difference with headaches for sure. Absolutely, it makes a difference. Uh, BuckedUp.com, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Um, let's see. Jeff Woodworth says, back in my day, a protein shake had a completely different meaning. No, I'm not playing no. it. No. Nope. Uh, Christopher Shannon says, Ozempic. My doctor offered it to me, and I decided I wasn't going to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. Don't need to, don't need to worry Not about it. it. Uh, Bryce Martin, Holgerson will be fired next year if they don't improve. I would agree with that. Um, Jeremy Callahan says, stop talking ACC, please. People hate the ACC. Um, let's see. Brandon Butler, biggest game of the week is Notre Dame, Ohio State. The Ohio State. Whoever wins this game gets anointed a college football playoff favorite. I have real reservations about what Ohio State is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Real reservations. Well, I mean, it's the Big Ten. It's such a legit conference, you know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Stay hard. 
The Oklahoma State Mike Gundy apologist has arrived. (laughs) You can bash the QBs all you want, but the wide receivers had several drops, especially in the first quarter. Oklahoma State will be better on Saturday. It doesn't. I guess it just doesn't. I mean, what is better? better. What is better mean? What is better mean? Your quarterbacks are embarrassing. The inability. Who's better, Justin Fields or your quarterback? It's a legitimate question. And I I look at Oklahoma State, and it doesn't matter if your wide receivers drop. Okay, so you drop balls in the first quarter. How the flip do you lose 33-7? to And you don't score a touchdown until the fourth quarter. Um, We can make excuses about this guy dropping a ball in the first quarter. You lost to South Alabama. There's no dropping a ball that's making you lose to South Alabama. With all due respect. I'm pretty certain that my mom's yoga circle, and she doesn't go to yoga, my mom's yoga circle could beat South Alabama most Saturdays. Yeah. You're really making excuses that it's not the quarterbacks in Maybe Oklahoma that's a sign State? of how far, you know, the mullet's fallen. The it's, fan base trying to make excuses. It's not the quarterback at Oklahoma State. That's wild to me. Like how how is that possible? And I understand. Again, I understand that there was in no way shape or form a plan for Gunner Gundy to start at quarterback and be the main guy, or I totally understand that you you had, I don't know what's the right way to say it, a battle of wills, and Sanders transferred out, and I understand that that you are expecting Zane Flores to be that dude. Totally understand it. What does that mean right now? Are you going to or not going to go to a bowl game? I think that's the question. They're not going to win two games. But the wide receiver dropping a pass in the first quarter, that's not the problem. The problem is you lost 33-7 to to South Alabama. And we can spin this any way you want to spin it. There's no way to make that go away. Yeah, what do you got to say for your defense? 33-7 to South Alabama? Come on now. Come on now. Um, Let's see. Bryce Martin. Gundy may not get fired, but Okie State needs to move on him and get a younger coach. He needs to be put on notice. I don't think you fire Mike Gundy after this. Let's see they go four and they win four games. Are you four and eight? You're not firing Mike Gundy. You're not. Now you do that again next year, you're going to get fired. You're going to get fired. The, the, the leash right now is short. What's it going to be next year? Yeah, I think you you open spring football with an ex, a seat too hot to sit on. Yeah, I think this whole age concept is a bit of a misnomer. It doesn't matter how old you are. It's how you treat the job. And and everyone's saying, oh, Dion has success in the portal because he's young. Yeah, he may be younger. You know, he's, he's not. He's fifty six years old. Right, but he's younger than Nick Saban. He's younger than like these guys that have been in the game for. But the the age is a number. Yeah. The problem for guys like Dabo, Dabo's could be 45 years old. He's 150. Dabo's going to walk into your house and smack you quite literally. Hey, I'm Dabo Sweeney. You go to reach for his hand, he smacks you in the face with a Bible. And he doesn't want the transfer portal. In God's name, image, and likeness. And he doesn't want his kids to be all NIL. And 
Dion wants his kids making as much money as possible. Dion is going to pray with you, but he's also going to slap you in the in the ass when you make a mistake, and he's going to prop you up. Like Dion understands how to communicate with today's 17 and 18-year-old kids. Mike Gundy does not know how to do that. Mike Gundy does not know how to work the transfer portal or doesn't want to know. And neither does does Dabo Sweeney. The difference with Nick Saban is, I think Nick Saban's probably going to demote Tommy Reese if this continues. And I think next year, he will find another Tommy Reese. Because it can't continue at Alabama. It cannot. Can it continue at Okie State? Yeah, my, my guess is it can, unfortunately. But you know what doesn't continue? Football 50, 10 to the hour every hour. It ends right at the top of the hour. Presented, I don't know. I'm an idiot. Presented by Prize Picks. Make sure you use the promo code Monty or click the link in the description below to get 100% deposit matching and Prize Picks in the Prize Picks app. Promo code Monty. Use the link below. It'll already embed it for you. Deposit $100. They'll give you $100 up to $100. Hook it up. Prize Picks, the official daily fantasy partner of the Monty Show. Let's pick some games, uh, you guys, because NFL kickoff not far away on Monday Night Football. Okay, are you team washcloth guy or not? The Browns are a two-point favorite on the road in Pittsburgh. What in the hell? Mm -hmm. On the road in Pittsburgh, the Browns are favored by two points. Yeah. I want, I in my heart of hearts, I want to say that the Browns bounce back or that the Steelers bounce back, but I got to believe the Browns win this game. Yeah, I mean, I think it's tough. Like, at some point, you would expect Deshaun Watson to wake up and get it going again. You know, I, I he's never going to be what he was, but he needs to be better than he's been. And I, and I think that's kind of what, you know, that's what I think this line is kind of explaining. Hey, this team's on the road, Cleveland, but we expect Deshaun to wake up a little bit here. We expect them to be able to outscore Pittsburgh. And, you and, do? Yeah. Well, I, I th how could you not? I mean, I, I think that Pittsburgh is just such an average, slow-going offense, man. But I, see, I, they're not. I totally disagree. I'm surprised at how bad Pickett was. I am really surprised at how bad Pickett was. I'm really surprised that when you you look at the numbers in their, in that game, like, you have good talent. Like, Najee Harris is a good NFL running back. Allen Robinson, George Pickens only getting five catches and seven targets. That's surprising. You threw the ball 46 times and only seven times that go to George Pickens? That's what was wrong. Now, I understand that Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. I think that free pass has to come to an end. If they start 0-2 against the Browns, and I think the Steelers are better and more talented, and I'm actually a Kenny Pickett believer. Dude, I'm. I, you have to start wondering now if it's time for a change in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. I don't know what way to go in this game. You're, so you're going to take the Browns to cover? Yeah, I would take the Browns to cover, yeah. I would. I would. Seven I points is, dude... 
I know it's the Niners. I know they have an outstanding defense. I, I, I totally No, Browns agree. and Steelers. Yeah, but but I'm saying the Steelers against the 49ers last Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only yep. seven. I know the 49ers have a great defense, but my point is, is that seven points is still light, even against a great defense. Like, that's why I think the Browns are favored here. Yes, I It's agree. at no longer called Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go on a limb and say this is going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be like a 31-28. I think Pittsburgh's going to win. Yeah, I, I I think that I think that the Browns are going to ground and pound early in this game. I think that Deshaun Watson's going to get comfortable with play action. Uh, and I think that, that this is like 27-14 Browns. Saints at Panthers. New Orleans a three-point favorite. Um, obviously, you have a very young quarterback and Bryce Young going up against what I think is one of the better defenses in the NFL in New Orleans that nobody's talking about. And I love what Derek Carr has been doing in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Who day? Mm-hmm. Or who dad? I can't remember. But Whatever the point is. is, I love the Saints big in this game. I think this is, I think, I think Carolina's going to have a tough time scoring two touchdowns against the Saints. Yeah, I completely agree. I think this one's a lot more straightforward. I, I, I think that Derek Carr has options. He's got guys he can throw to, and, and those guys are really talented. You know, I, I, Michael Thomas is one of the best wide receivers in the league, in my opinion, but he's got to reprove that now, right? Missed the last 14 games of the season last year. He's on the reprove it tour, and I think that's what's exciting about them. I, I took uh, I took Derek Carr in this game uh, on prize picks to have two touchdowns some way, shape, or form. Uh, and I think uh, Rashid Shahid is going to have a big night because, again, I think the Panthers' defense is going to focus their effort towards Michael Thomas, and okay. his secondary guy is going to have a big night. Okay. Okay. No, I'm sticking. Big night for Derek Carr. Saints to the house. All right. Prize picks. Prizepicks.com. Because we got some football in here. Here are my prize picks tonight. I got Washcloth King of America. Nice. Scoring two touchdowns. Pass rush receiving TDs. I like that. I'm more on that. You yeah, like I that? I like that. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Bryce Young, less than 191 and a half yards against uh, Nolens. Yeah, I agree with that too. Nolens. Yeah. Okay. What do you have? Oh, that's Danny Cannell we're going to talk about. Oh, you know. Uh, Derek Carr, one and a half touchdowns. You're more on Derek Carr. Yeah, I'm with you on Derek Carr, Let's man. Let's go. Yeah. I like you. And then Rashid Shahid. Yeah. You have him 39 and a half receiving yards, and you went more. Yes. Last week, Ooh. he had 60-some-odd yards receiving. And I think that this week, again, it's like I said, you know, you're at home. Michael Thomas, you know, is going to get a lot of attention tonight. Okay. Like I, okay. And the other thing I noticed with the Saints last week is they did a lot of – they had a lot of bombs down the field. And so all it takes is one one of those plays, and this guy's hitting. That's okay. why I like it. I like it. All right. Football 50-10 of the hour every hour on the Monty Show presented by Prize Picks. Download the app, you guys. Use the promo code Monty to get 100% deposit matching. You can also just click the link in the description below. It'll load it right to your phone or mobile device, and it'll be uh, preloaded with the Monty uh, code. Number one, that helps the show. Number two, that gets you 100% prize, uh, 100% deposit matching at Prize Picks. Mm-hmm. 100% up to $100 at Prize Picks. 
Uh, let's see. Where are you guys at on this? Look at Boss Frog, my Porsche loving man. What's up, dude? Good to see you. Gives us $100, Boss okay. Frog. Okay. Bless you, friend. Success uh, in OSU was not Gundy. OSU success largely contributed by the resources provided by TBP. Uh, had it not been uh, Director Holden, Holder as a buffer between Gundy and TBP, Gundy would have been gone in 17. Gundy no longer has pressure from the hand that fed the program. Do you, do, As an Oklahoma State fan, do you like Mike Gundy? Because I think this is a very good point about T. Boone Pickens. And I think when you look at the money that T. Boone Pickens meant and was worth and contributed to Oklahoma State, I think there's a lot of people that I don't necessarily know, believe in, like, want Mike Gundy to succeed. I don't, I think largely Oklahoma State fans, you probably have too much apathy. If we're being honest, I would love to see Oklahoma State go on like a 10 win, 11 win, like be a juggernaut. Mm -hmm. What would that life be for Oklahoma State fan? That's what I would love to see. And I wish that for a lot of, of fan bases. Folks, I'm a Chicago sports fan. Come on. Because it's garbage. But the suffrage and the uncertainty that seems to always be Oklahoma State football. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. I'm curious what Pokes fans say about like how comfortable are you? How how much do you like Mike Gundy? Yeah, I mean, if if I was a uh, you know a Poke fan, if you will, uh, I would be. I would like Mike. But I think I want to see. More, I want more performance. Yeah. I, you know, I I I appreciate the fact that you don't care about sharing your opinion, and and I love that in a head coach. But we got to win ball games if we're going to do that. And, and I'm not saying Gundy's <laughs> talk trash, but I just think that that you know all the stuff he said about Texas and you know just just uh, just Oklahoma. The, all the all stuff the he said about the the like, yeah. Come on, yeah. His his just negativity and blase attitude about the relevance even of bedlam yeah is ridiculous does it matter probably not oklahoma state fan aren't you tired of losing to oklahoma <coughs> i'm sure you are <coughs> but please don't sit here and try and tell me oh well bedlam just you know it just doesn't need to happen Fuck. okay that's enough stop please you guys want to leave the conference take bedlam with you <laughs> like what what come on come on be better and the and the the problem is I I don't know that Mike Gundy is better. Yeah. And I do I think that there's probably a lot of apathy around it. You know. Uh Katie Rader says uh, afternoon everyone. Hey Monty. Katie, good to see you. King whoa. Um what happened there? Comment dump. Tarrant County boy, Kingsbury to Houston or Okie State. He, uh. I don't know that Buddy's interested, dude. I why would you leave where you are? I think that Cliffy and I'm a big Cliff Kingsbury guy. Number one, God damn, can I be that good looking just for five minutes? Mm -hmm. um, but I'm a big Cliffy guy on the offensive side of things. I don't know that I want him to be my head coach, but working under Lincoln Riley is a huge rest period for Cliffy. He wants to coach. I just think 
Is Houston a big enough job for Cliff Kingsbury? No. No. I think that's a very interesting question. Dude, go win a national championship with Lincoln, then worry about taking another job. How about I that? I think probably. How about that? I think how probably. About, how about we go and get some metal, then let's go worry about another job? I think probably. It, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, Mike Smith. I realize uh, it, it really bizarre that some of these coaches just refuse to use the portal in NIL when it is clear it helps them rebuild quicker. I yeah. don't get it. They want to sit on their high horse. They want to say that, you know, college athletes shouldn't be paid or, you know, it's it's. Hey, bro, what about chain. the education? Like, it's okay. the education, bro. Dude, if you want to sit there and be that guy, that's fine. But when you get fired, don't come crying but to me, bro, dude. the education. Don't come crying to me. It's about something greater. Right, I'm sure it is. Yeah, something greater being the fact that you're upset that you didn't get a pay raise. Something greater, bro. <coughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that's very interesting. Um, his brother was a QB at OU. That's where the heat comes from. Okay. Okay. Mike Gundy fired his handyman a few years back for wearing an OU shirt to his house. True story. Love that heat. You know, I just... But why – he is what he is. Yeah. Mike Gundy is not, you know, he's not beat Oklahoma ever. I don't think – has Mike Gundy ever beaten Oklahoma? Even at, like, um, beer pong. <laughs> I don't believe so. Uh, Boss Frog. Ugh, forgot. Hi, Jake. Please continue with the show. <laughs> um, Welcome to the show, dude. Hey, he's a married man now, you guys. Let's, no, I'm let's not. Let's settle the flip no. down. No, I'm not. Let's settle down. Let's let's, let's all settle down. Lance Johnson for $5. Pump the brakes, Jakey. Go back and look at the last 15 years. Gundy was loved by the fan base, but he has slipped badly the last two years. I mean, I, I don't disagree but with that. But was he loved by the fan base? Nobody loved Mike Gundy as much as they love... Uh, Barry Sanders. Thurman Thomas. Nick it's, Saban. Uh, but, uh, the Legends. But Mike Gundy, I think, is that at, at, at Okie State. Yeah. But you have to win. And I don't dislike Mike Gundy. I think he is he's turned into almost is curmudgeon the right word? He's just dude. Okay. He's an old crabby guy now. Okay. Listen, new kid on the block at Oklahoma State's campus. Isn't going to be like, my God, I love Mike Gundy. Holy cow, I love Mike Gundy, nobody, dude. And nobody like, pops not, out of the womb yeah, and escapes their mom's thighs. Yeah. And it's like, wow, holy shit. I got to go play for Mike Gundy. Oh, 10 win Mike Gundy? God, dude, I love your mullet. You are looking crispy today. But who who in high school is like, man? Right? Like, Wait a minute. You mean, what do you mean? Mike's, um, Mike Gundy, Nick Saban, Lane Kiffin. And Brent Venables are out in the parking lot, and I can only talk to one? Well, fuck, it's Mike Gundy. Really? We haven't gotten to Oklahoma, Lincoln, Riley. Come on now. Come on. Uh, let's see. Bryce Martin. Houston is a hot recruiting bag. Cliff has a name that can attract offensive recruits, and they play Tech. They do. But I I think the, te the Kingsbury that was at Tech, completely different guy now. I think the the the... Arizona Cardinal experience is so damaging to your psyche as a football coach because you're not allowed to do normal football coach stuff. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, it just is, it's weird. Uh, Alex Rea, Gundy has a few OU wins, including that massive blowout in 2011. I don't think he's ever beaten Oklahoma, not one time. Do you see what I mean, though? All these years, right? It's like what you're joking about. Okay, great. Neat, dude. 2011? That was yesterday. Bro, was I even born? Like, dude, what? Great. Neat. I I need now, dude. I, by the way, the transfer portal on NIL didn't exist in 2011, right? So we're in a new time. Mm. Lamont Tucker said what I was told over the weekend. I was talking to a college football guy who's like, watch Dan Mullen if he replaces Tommy Reese. Saban should have gotten Dan Mullen for his OC. He should have. Uh, Mullets have a shelf life. (laughs) It's usually closer to 15 months than years, but eventually you have to get rid of the mullet. (laughs) Look, man, that mullet. And they might just be fruit flies, but have you noticed what's going on back there, bro? It's got a little stink to it. You need to get some Neutrogena in that thing. Do men use hair? Do you, do you use hair conditioner? Yeah. You put conditioner in your hair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, once a week. Okay, I give up. Why? Why not? When did that happen? I've always done that. Was that pre-marriage or did the, the girlfriend... I think I've hit it every time. Becoming the estranged wife, now your wife. They... Yeah! Okay. Is it Pantene? No. Hey, Mike Gundy for Pantene. I mean, I'm almost like Notre Dame. On the Pokes Radio Network, Brandon Butler, <laughs> kids are using... You really put conditioner in your hair? Yeah. <laughs> Never. Never. You should try it sometime. Never. Even if there's a fire... <laughs> Yeah, try it sometime, dude. <laughs> Kids are using the transfer portal so they can play. Transferring to Bama, you may not get to play. Maybe that's why Saban hasn't been using. No, his transfers play. His, the, the issue at Bama is you're fourth on the JEP chart. You can go to Oklahoma State and start. But do you want to leave Bama or prove that you belong at the top of the depth chart? That's always the equation. I think that Nick Saban... What some of these coaches, and, and I put I put name, image, and likeness bro in this. Mm-hmm. Dabo Sweeney doesn't need the portal necessarily because he can recruit. The problem with that is, is he isn't identifying his needs that the portal can solve. We built this program on NIL. Nick Saban needs a quarterback, but he recruited Jalen Milrow. And he got Tyler Buckner to come in through the portal. Well, turns out he sucked at Notre Dame too. You're out of your freaking mind. So it's more of this, this give and take, right? That that's the biggest issue. Yeah. It's it's more of a give and take. That's that's the hardest part. And I think there's a lot of times where people want to play at Alabama yeah. or Clemson, and the answer is no. We're, we've we've recruited that position. We don't have any more scholarships, the Bronco Mendenhall way of breaking the news. We don't have any more scholarships for you, linebacker. But a lot of times, now with the portal, you have to say, okay, here's what I've recruited. Now what can I get in the portal? And even if you don't need a quarterback and X guy's available, you got to talk to him. You've got to talk to him. Yeah. It's guys like Jacob Conover transferring from BYU back home to Tempe at Arizona State. He sat on his ass for three years. 
and now he gets put in the game, what do you think was going to happen? What do you think was going to happen? But I look at somebody like Keaton Slovis. When's Keaton Slovis sitting on his ass? He's not. He's playing. He's transferring, but he's playing. It's a There's a big difference there. There yeah. is a notable difference there. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Is Tyler Buckner never going to be the answer at Alabama? I would guess at this point he's probably not. No, that was pretty bad. He did not look ready and able. So, But would Tyler Buckner be the answer at Oklahoma State? Yeah, I guess he would be starting right now would be my guess. I think he'd probably be starting. But it's why I'm a talk show host and not a football coach. Jeremy uh, Callahan, next time Okie State loses, quote, look like someone's got to chase the Gundys. That will be in five days, by the way. <laughs> uh, flock of Seagulls versus Mike Gundy. Oh, Flock of Seagulls, Tone. Do you know what Flock of Seagulls is? No. You don't. Uh, Christopher Shannon, Alabama, 18 five-stars. They'll be just fine. Can yeah, how'd that work out against Texas? Any of them play quarterback? Uh, Mike Smith, Gundy needs to try the skullet. I rocked it and called it a Shaolin mullet. <coughs> Hey, man, cocaine's a beautiful thing. It really uh, is. Conference Commissioner Gumby, Space Age love song, I'm a song, I'm 40. Okay. I feel like you guys you guys probably should stop sniffing Grandpa's, like, paint thinner. Yeah. Stay out. I'm of a man. Hey, boy, stay out of the barn. Right. Boss Frog, the lack of success versus Oklahoma really casts a shadow over his winning percentage. That's what I'm saying. Yes. The guy's better at being a, a legend uh, off the field in the fan base than he is at actually winning. Who's surprised that Mike Gundy doesn't want to play Oklahoma? Right? Like, like really? We're not surprised? <laughs> uh, Jeff Woodworth, good coaches recruit kids into the portal. They do. They do. Uh, Boyd Lake says Slovis is a good quarterback. He's a game manager. Does, is that an insult? It's not. It just is what it is. He is a game manager. I wish the Chicago Bears had a game manager. We don't. <laughs> no, we you don't. Have a, you have a game giveawayer. Well, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And, you know, the pain is so much that I thought about calling the advocates. If you've been injured in a car accident, even if it wasn't your fault, you still have to deal with the consequences, like overdue medical bills, car repairs, and worse, insurance companies that try their hardest not to pay their fair share. No need to worry, though. The advocates are here to help. The Advocates, theadvocates.com, where you never pay a penny to talk to one of the best injury attorneys in the business at theadvocates.com. Uh, make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. We are kicking off in Charlotte as New Orleans and the Panta uh, play game one on Monday Night Football. Yes! I love the Saints. I love the Saints defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a I am a Derek Carr fan. I'm a big believer that Derek Carr's biggest problem was the Oakland we moved to Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I thought he was very good against Tennessee. Okay, maybe that's not saying much. I think he is going to torment Carolina tonight, and I am all in. Yeah, I am all in on on New Orleans winning this game. Um, let's show you our prize picks for tonight because we also have some baseball in there that that we we need to get to. Uh, we'll start with Jake. Again, he's got Derek Carr, uh, two touchdowns tonight. Mm -hmm. 
He needs a minimum of two, so one passing and one rushing would be amazing. I think he'd get two passing, though. Yeah, I think so. And he's got uh, Rashid Shahid uh, with uh, 39 and a half receiving yards. I think you'll get that as well. Why uh, Jose Buto for the Mets? Uh, he's just been hot lately. He's already got I, – I took, obviously, as you can see there, I took more than four strikeouts. He's got three already. Um, I could check on where that game is at right now. Nobody cares. Um, but, yeah, he's been hot, and he's living up to it, so – so you like that one, and then uh, you have uh, Zach Wheeler, mm -hmm. two or more walks. Yeah, that's just straight up that uh, you know they're they're playing Atlanta. Zach has a you know a propensity to walk a couple guys a game. You know the mechanics make it so that he's effectively wild as strong, but yep. he has really live stuff that moves a lot, and sometimes he can walk guys. So I played this. Prize Picks gives you the ability to flex play uh, or power play. Flex play means you got to win two out of three, three out of four, four out of five, and you get a little bit less, but it gives yes. you the option to lose one. Uh, I flex played tonight, uh, but I feel like I have a really good shot to get all four The of only these. one I would really worry about in any way, shape, or form mm -hmm. uh, is Zach Wheeler. Yeah. Uh, that's the only one I would worry about. I think you're a, you're a lock on Derek Carr, Buto, and Shahid. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would feel good about that. Here are my prize picks today. You see it right there at the top of the screen. Oh, Tater's in at quarterback here. Taysom Hill, taters. boy. Hey, Taters. Hey, Taters. And he is going to hand it off. Boom. Uh, four picks to pay $100. Um, that I spent $20 on this selection right here. I got Dushan Washcloth, man. Uh, two touchdowns, being responsible for two touchdowns tonight. Bryce Young under 192 yards. I like this one a lot. I, I think I agree with you on that Saints defense. Um, well, more so it's even the Saints offense. If we can keep the Carolina offense off the field, that helps me a lot. Yes, it does. If he only gets a couple of drives a quarter, mm -hmm. um, that'd be awesome. Um, and I, I think you're going to see that as Derek Carr just – bounces one in thanks Derek uh <laughs> I've got Zach Wheeler a pitcher fantasy score less than 30 and a half I like that a lot going against, against Atlanta, Atlanta really he smart. got pounded against Atlanta last time and then I got my guy Bryce did you guys see the Bryce Harper ejection I'm for real <laughs> Bryce Harper got ejected for mumbling at an, an MLB umpire and he just kept telling the umpire you're you're bad you're 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 a te Don't you're play terrible. Murals, brother. You shouldn't be in an MLB umpire. You shouldn't yeah. be in a you're, you're, you're like it was amazing. And Derek Carr gets sacked. The Saints will punt. Um, <laughs> why do I why do I gamble? Why I, I don't I don't know why I gamble. I I am not I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, Bryce Harper um, has Kyle Wright, who's zero two with a seven four eight ERA. So come on, baby. I likey likey. He's a right-handed pitcher. Mm -hmm. uh, my goddamn left fielder, Kyle Schwarber's <laughs> up to lead off the game. Yeah. So I'm excited about that one. Those are our prize picks tonight. Again, uh, make sure that you guys use the promo code Monty at prizepicks.com or click the link in the description below uh, to embed uh, the promo code. Um, and there's already fights, Carolina and New Orleans. Um, Use the promo code Monty for 100% Dude. deposit matching up to $100. Damn, this game might Price have some heat in it. Uh, Bryce Young is trotting onto the field in Carolina. This game's going to have some heat. Yeah. 
Uh, Teddy Wayman. Sup, guys. Loved hitting my uh, six pick on prize picks yesterday. That was yeah. incredible. That was nicely done. Uh, look at that. Roger Dodger. What's up, Roger Sales? Go Utes. I will be at the Utes-UCLA game on Saturday. Nice. 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 And Donuts, how does Zach Wilson have a job? Because who else are you going to give it to? Uh, well, you're going to give it to Kirk Cousins. But right where, now. Where are you guys on Zach Wilson? Because I think this is a... This is a make or break for Zach Wilson's NFL career. Yeah. He is not an NFL quarterback. No, no, no. And I think I can look up and down this league. And Justin Fields, my R and we, the Chicago Bears, not an NFL quarterback. Nope. CJ Stroud, not an NFL quarterback. Zach Wilson, not an NFL quarterback. Jordan Love falling into the butthole of one of his offensive linemen yesterday. <laughs> he is an NFL quarterback. Dude. You fucking donkey. He is an NFL quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Zach Wilson's not an NFL quarterback. Yeah. And if you look up and down the NFL this week and you look at all of the teams that are struggling right now, who's the worst 0-2 team? The Chicago Bears. Yeah. The Chicago Bears. Did anybody see what happened yesterday um, to the Arizona Cardinals? Bros, you're up 20 to nothing. You lost 31-28. It's because Josh Dobbs is not an NFL quarterback. Could not control the ball in the second half. But is Dobbs more of an NFL quarterback than Zach Wilson? He is. He showed more ability yesterday than, than I think we've seen. But I look at some of I look at at any of the Owen Owens. Mm-hmm. Is Bryce Young an NFL quarterback? I don't think we know yet. I know for a, a fact that Kirk Cousins should be traded to the New York Jets. Yeah. 0-2, NFL quarterback. Daniel Jones in the New York Giants. Jeez, dude. I think he's an NFL quarterback. I think he is, but my God, what a disaster that's been. Russell Wilson, 0-2 at Denver. They lost not because of Russell Wilson. So that's as competent as I've seen him look in a year. Since, since... Really, two full seasons going back to Seattle. Yeah. He's not the reason. Yeah. Justin Haybear is not the reason that the Chargers can't stop your mom. Yeah. The Chargers are playing – like, they're loaded on defense, can't stop anybody. You need to replace the head coach. Um, did anybody see that uh, Patty Ice got paid $210 million in the next four seasons? <laughs> He's going to make $51 million, and it's all guaranteed. Stud. They're paying him $200 milli in the next four seasons, starting right now. Yeah. NFL quarterback. Arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. Right? Joe Burrow, NFL quarterback, massively paid. Regressed with the uh, calf muscle. He's out. Yeah, this is a tough one, dude, with Joe Burrow. I, I don't know what you do with this guy right now. I mean... Well, Clearly. you pay him. That's what you're going to well, do. Well, you're going to pay him, yeah. But, I mean, as far as your season's concerned, I mean, what's the strategy? Do you – because, like, you know, you've got your head coach being asked, hey, are you going to – would it be a smarter play to hold him out and let him get to 100% or are we just – are are you just dealing with it? Like, that's tough, man. Yeah. I think if this does not get better quickly, they're going to put him on IR. And I, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. But anyway, you look at, like, Mac Jones, New England. Yeah, that's an NFL quarterback. I'm, an, I, I'm on the Mac Jones trade. Yeah, that's an NFL quarterback. Anthony Richardson, Indianapolis. Uh, not an NFL quarterback now. I still maintain 
Dude's got the ability in there. I would rather have Anthony Richardson than Justin Fields. Lamar Jackson. Uh, NFL quarterback. I yeah. think he is. 100%. On a limited basis. Brock Purdy or Lamar Jackson? Brock Purdy. But, but, how much of that, how much of Brock Purdy is a system? Because I think there's oh, a stop. good conversation of that. Man, I hate that shit. He's come out and performed. He has thrown the ball all over the field. And it's not like it's like, okay, two steps, left post, two steps, right flat. He's reading defenses and delivering the football. So okay. when you say he's a system quarterback, what does that mean? That if you threw him in the Bears system, he probably wouldn't be as good. No, because they don't have an offensive line or wide receivers. Okay. Or And I shouldn't say wide receivers. They don't – and a lot of this is because of Justin Fields. The wide mm -hmm. receivers are not playing hard. They're not running routes. They're not fighting for footballs in the air. Yeah, that's true. So I shouldn't say they don't have wide receivers. They don't have an offensive line. And – I'm not talking about the Bears today. Brock Purdy, nobody would succeed with the Bears. But the real issue is Justin Fields cannot cannot progress. Yeah. I mean, there were four plays yesterday where he had not one, but two open receivers on easy reads. And he didn't throw the football. He took a sack four times. It's embarrassing at this point. It is absolutely embarrassing. At this point, to watch him, mm -hmm. man, I think Brock Purdy is not a system quarterback. Uh, let's see. Kirk Cousins would win a Super Bowl with that Jets D. Don't disagree. Jeremy Callahan, Jake can't compute anything besides not a top draft pick, must not be good, just system do all the job. You're taking a little heat over that one. It is what uh, it is. Jeff, Brock Purdy is, a, is so good he made uh, Iowa State relevant. Well, see what I'm saying right there? Nah, I'm taking Lamar all day over Purdy. No chance. No chance. Lamar has to run to be effective. Brock Purdy throws and is very effective. I mean, that's how I see it. Uh, Tarrant County says C.J. Stroud the GOAT. C.J. doing already thus far. I think C.J.'s okay. I don't believe... In Again, I look at his numbers, mm -hmm. and I know he was 30 of 47 yesterday. But is he? can he be the reason that that team wins a bunch of games when they gave up 31 points to the Colts? 31 points to the, against Gardner Minshew and the Colts. <laughs> I don't think we know. Yeah, I, I just think it's too early. I mean, this game for Bryce Young is really important. You know, he's on the run a lot, rolling out to his right, having to make good decisions, you know, trying not to take hits. Like, you know, I, I, I think that for CJ Stroud, again, you're not you're not in a great situation. You're in a good enough one to prove that you can play in the league, certainly. But that's the problem for Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's in an elite situation. You got wide receiver talent, got talent offensive everywhere. line's pretty good, like defense is obviously all world, and you just can't do it to a high enough level. And I think CJ's advantage is that he can stand in the pocket and throw the football. But we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's all conjecture, man. It but I know this. I'm a I'm a Mac Jones believer. I I and I'm a believer in those red uniforms the Pats were wearing. So good. So, so with good. that with that old school logo that I had on a lunchbox as a kid, I loved that. Yeah. Wow, two Panthers just football hurts, dude. Yeah. Uh James, 
says, if I were Iowa State, I'd get Brock Purdy $10 million in NIL, bleach his hair blonde, and say he's Bruce Purdy, Brock's cousin. Seriously. Right? Uh, let's see. Jeremy Callan, same as asshats who say Kurt Warner shouldn't be a Hall of Fame quarterback, even though he had half the NFL record book when he retired. Kurt was legit. Uh, G off. I think Purdy is good, but doesn't throw the long ball, but has incredible football IQ and scrambles very well and does his job. There's a lot of belief that they don't want him throwing the long ball until the second half of the season. Which you understand. Because they're worried about the toll on his elbow, which really is saying that it, oh, they're, they're, dude, football hurts. There's a lot of questions about how healthy his shoulder is at this moment because of how much rehabbing and throwing and yeah so I I kind of get into that but I don't I don't disagree uh those uniforms were fire yes they were yes sir yes sir they were I love the Pats throwback uniforms I'm a huge fan uh Ron Nolan Isaac Wilson at Corner Canyon is a better quarterback than Zach. a lot of hype around him man a lot you I'm sorry did you say a lot there's a lot is not enough of a word about th- that hype. Like, it's going to be amazing. By the way, I would like to thank my friends in Carolina for kicking the field goal. Mm-hmm. Love it. Long drive, like, hey, man, you know, I'm I'm all about it. Bryce Harper's 0 for 1. What a prick. Atlanta scored already? No. Philadelphia. Oh, Atlanta did score already. Ozzie hmm. uh, Albies homered. Your, your guy. Ozzy Albie, uh, Ozzy Albies homeward. Um, come on, Bryce. <laughs> Prize picks will make you will make you really a much much larger sports fan. Yeah, like you. Woo! All right, should we? Uh, you guys want to talk about Lauren Boebert? Is that what we should do here? Sure. Have you guys seen this story? Lauren Boebert, the Republican conservative from. Calarada. Calarada. Went to a performance of Beetlejuice. Mm -hmm. And I don't even say this lightly. I don't even say this lightly. Mm -hmm. She was fully engaged in a sex act (laughs) in the seats of this theater. Mm -hmm. Right? Lauren Boebert is watching a play. And I, I'm gentle about it. But she was full on handsy with the bro she was with. Like she was, she was handling the the goods. Yeah, and you you begin to understand that this whole controversy started because because of vaping issues, right? We, right, right. We'll get there. Slow your roll, sir. I want to talk about sex. Anyway, the point is. Would you ever go to a movie theater and like no. grope it up? No. Why, why do I need to go to a movie theater to do that? <laughs> That's what I'm asking. And by the way, the home setup is so good that I, you know, the, the theater's reserved for, you know, Christopher Nolan films at this point. You know what I mean? Like, And listen, lo- say what you want about her politics. Ms. Bobert is visually pleasing. Mm-hmm. She is She is quite the... She is quite the attractive gal, mm-hmm. right? So she's in this theater, and it's just full-on party people, dude. Yeah. Like, the guy she is with, I, I don't know what who... 
he was not raised by Dion's mom. That's just the, um, you know, the assumption that I'm going to make because he was, he was like, he was all in that. Yeah, 100%. And it's a little shocking. Just like, bro. Okay. 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 That's fine. Is she fighting back? She's not. Full on handsy. And now it's like, what are we doing? You yeah. are sitting in a theater watching a play. And why did people know about this? Well, it's Lauren Bobert. They were trying to trap her, which is one one person. No. Uh, Jake, why were they originally watching Lauren Bobert? Because you got caught vaping in a theater. So Lauren Bobert is inside a theater vaping. And there happens to be a pregnant woman sitting behind her who asked Ms. Bobert to please stop vaping. And apparently she declined. So the lady called, notified security and they started watching her for vaping. And they didn't catch her. They did catch her vaping, by the way, which she denied, but then later said, I have fallen below my personal standards. Mm, right. But not only did they catch her vaping. Hiscock. Hiscock. They caught her. They caught her washing the cucumber. Holden Middick. Like, <laughs> ma'am. Ma'am. Oh, ex excuse no, me, ma'am. One hand wasn't good enough? Wait, is that where the popcorn is? What are you in public? Would you? I would never do this. I, yeah, you're looking know. for a Twizzler there, huh? Am I am I being approved by saying I would never act in this fashion in a theater? Yeah. I feel like this is way over the top. It is over the top. It is a hundred percent. And I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, people assume because it's dark that there aren't cameras that can see in the dark. Like this isn't rocket science, bro. Yeah. Like it's night vision. Heard of it? Kent Hone, did you just say the Jets' offensive line is good? I thought nobody here said the Jets' offensive line was good. The Jets' offensive – did you say the Jets' offensive line was good? I didn't say they were good. I said they were better than what C.J. Stroud has to work with. Oh, well, I mean, shit, you could be on the offensive line and it would be better. The Jets' offensive line is talented, but it is young in some places, and it is not great. My point was is that, that if C.J. Stroud was in Zach Wilson's shoes – CJ would look a lot better than he does already. Yeah. Uh, roundabout says, well, uh, Monty, um, Jeff Woodworth, is that Zach Wilson she's with? I believe it is. I I, I believe it is. Uh, is she on congressional OnlyFans? But this is my question. What is going on with female politicians and doing videos like this? I think I've hit it every time. Like we told you about the Democratic candidate from Virginia last week mm -hmm. who full on had unpassword protected, how shall I say, intimate performances with her Honestly, husband. Honestly, that's guys. Intimate performances with her husband that have come out from a Republican operative. A Republican operative mm -hmm. gained access to her. I sifted through all that. He didn't gain access. It was freely available online. Yeah, she provided access. And now Lauren Boebert gets caught in a theater Doing her Beetlejuice. Ron Loney, can I date her? And Donut says she was merely tenderizing. That's what I'm tenderizing. saying. Tenderizing. Conference Commissioner Gumby hit it and quit it like James Brown. 
I think I've hit it every time. Wow. Roundabout. I mean, never mind. Yeah, never. Mm. Uh, Katie Rader wanted a different juice, Monty. Well, hey, you know, you know. Uh, Ron Loney, let's go, Bobert. Dude. I, you know. You Politicians know. are getting much more risky these days. More, uh, Maury Alvarez, the new Pee Wee Herman. Do you know about Pee Wee Herman? Yeah, the scandal and yeah. So Pee Wee Herman, funny comedian, multiple times involved in pornography in an illicit criminal ways, including a theater. Not good. Not good. Not good at all. Um, you know, let's see. Uh, beer monies, uh, beer monies, boys. Thank you, Hodu Gonzalez. We appreciate yeah, you. I appreciate you, bro. Thanks for the $20. Uh, Bobert and Bo did not set up a password. Apparently not. Yes. But it's not, they're not even hiding, bro. They're in an aisle seat. <laughs> they're in an aisle seat. Here like, I am. Hello. You're on the aisle fully surrounded in a theater. What are you doing? And they're not even trying to hide it. And, and I would also remind you, she's going through a divorce. Like, this I is, don't know what they were doing, bro. I don't know. This is my point. Like, you're a politician out in the public, and you think that you can do this? Like, apparently. you gotta be different, bro. You gotta be like you're like I. I you it's just wild. view life differently, man. And and she barely won re-election. Like close, close, close. Uh, Tarrant County boy gives a meaning to public servant. Oh. Uh, Jimmy Ottson, Pee Wee Herman, Rip, yeah. Yes, he is uh, no longer amongst us, mm -hmm. um, unfortunately. Uh, and apparently she's being loud and obnoxious to a point they uh, that many different people were complaining about them. Many. That's what I mean. Like, if you were going to do this, wouldn't you be as, like, covert as possible? And then, like, her PR people were like, oh, she's not vaping the fog machines for the show. <laughs> <laughs> The, so fog the fog machine. They said it was the fog machines I'm for the show. Sure, it was. I. It must have been. Yeah. And then the video of her fully exhaling a vape cloud. Come on, dude. Which I've never Come understood. On. Never understood. Uh, David C. Well, that's a penalty for legal use of. Hands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Illegal touching. <laughs> Jeff. Uh. Whoa. Comment dump. Um. I don't know where that went. Uh. Whoa. Conference Commissioner Gumby should have gone straight to the hotel. Why wouldn't you have? You know, these guys are going to come, you know, uh, a lot. <laughs> Just saying. You're a child. Uh, and donuts, she didn't inhale. I did not. Remember when Bill Clinton got caught smoking weed and he's like, I did not inhale. You, you did too, sir. Sir. You did too. A peer sir. Pro, peer pro, but did she inhale in the Oval Office, sir? Well, that depends on what you consider, uh, you know. Come on, guy. Greatest answer. Did you have sex with that woman? Well, it depends on what you consider sex. <laughs> I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say I'm this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Never. Well, it turns out you did. But that's because your definition's different than mine. Um. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Maury Alvarez, Brad Paisley said it, quote, when you're a celebrity, it's adios reality. I don't think that's, 100%, I think man. that's exactly right. Um, conference commissioner Gumby, I thought Monica didn't inhale, hence the impeachment. Yeah, she didn't. It's I'm going to say this again. 
I'm gonna say this again. Like how? How do you put it on her dress? How? And then not take the dress. Come on, dude. Ridiculous. Um, Paxton, hook 'em, boys. Yeah, that's what What's Buddy up, was trying to do. Uh, I think it was. I think it was. Um, by the way, has anybody seen my F thirty five? How about this story? Yeah. Um, it's an F thirty. What? Okay. What the hell? It's an F thirty five. Yeah. If I could type, that would help. Save. Uh, has anybody seen my F thirty five Lightning two missing in South Carolina? Yeah. Did you guys hear about this story? So. They're doing a training exercise in the most expensive warplane ever. Something goes wrong. Hmm. Hey, Mav, I think we probably ought to pull the ejecto seato. Okay. Watch the canopy. They eject out of the plane. The pilot and his reel eject out of the plane. Um. And they forgot to turn off the autopilot. So they don't know where the plane went. They believe it crashed. They don't know where. They quite literally, and if you've seen this plane, please call the local authorities, friends. Um, they are quite literally looking for an F-35 Lightning II. Here's the problem. As the most advanced plane flying in any military anywhere, what is its number one capability? Hmm. It's that uh, it has stealth technology, and nobody can see you coming. Oh, bloody clean, methodical, and thorough. This plane is so stealthy that it has multiple stories of pilots flying their F-35 right up to the tail of adversaries' fighter jets, and then radioing them and being like, hey, bud, what are you doing here? And they're like, and they're like, we know you're in American airspace. And the, the pilot's like, no, we're not. And there's audio of F-35 pilots being like, hey, you should probably check your rear view. And the F-35 is flying like right below them rear. Hey, guys. It, it's that stealthy. Yeah. So let me get this right. You boys eject Ocedoed, left the autopilot and stealth mode on, and now... <laughs> We can't find the plane, boy. Bro, this plane costs 150 to 200 mil to build. And let me get this right. Per plane. You lost it? Per plane. We're not talking about a Tonka truck here, boys. You, how? They quite literally are asking people, if you've seen it, call us. We can't find it. Like, what do you want us to do? Do you want us to get our radar machines out, dude? Like, but, come on, but bro. But here's the other question. You're like, uh, hey, Mav, um, I think something's wrong back here. Uh, we should probably eject. Some shit happened. Let's eject. <laughs> okay, so the plane kept flying. So are you just a shitty pilot? And <laughs> no, how to, like, it kept flying, dude. Why'd you eject? Yeah. They don't know where it went. They, they think it crashed, but they don't know where. So it could literally still be flying. They don't know where because they can't see it. So where do you think this plane is? Well, allegedly, the, the path they were flying was supposed to be en route to a Chicago area uh, base strip. Right. 
And this trip, which is a different strip than Lauren Boebert's, correct, trip. correct, okay, different you. than Beetlejuice. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, um, yeah. So this was only supposed to be like an hour long flight for the training mission or whatever. Okay. So people are speculating that it's somewhere in the Midwest. They don't know where. Uh, don't know how. <laughs> how? Uh, can't find it. Which is why, in all seriousness, they're asking people, "Hey, if you see, uh, if you see this thing crash, would you mind letting us know?" Hey, man, if you guys could look up there in the sky, interstellar and <laughs> shit, and see, man, if you see a lightning two F thirty five without way, no pilots. By the way, this is a little different than could the Chinese balloon. Could you guys call us? Just get on the horn and let us know that. There's some stuff going on up there. Yeah, 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 I know what time it is. Much appreciated. Like, how how does this happen, dude? Like, are you this? Like, you can't see it on radar. So, do you not have planes up in the air looking for it? You must. But, you have to. But this is like when they try to find something in the ocean, right? Like when when people eject or there's a you know like the 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 miles to cover like how but if it had crashed you'd know about it all you'd know about it yeah yep. people would have been like hey boy there was some kind of fire in the back <laughs> like you would know yeah hopefully it's into the mountains and not into an apartment complex <coughs> but you would know <coughs> my guess is it it's gonna fly until it can't anymore and it probably would have been there already i don't know but you would think... Like, I don't know enough about this plane. No, is it capable of landing on its own? Like, if it's autopiloting... No. Like... No, that does not happen. It If it's autopiloting and it runs out of fuel, it's going down. Because that's what would have to happen. They would either have to shoot it down or it would have to crash on its own. Good luck and shooting it down. They would want it... Either... They would probably want it to crash on its own if it was safe. Mm-hmm. But the other problem is they're worried about somebody else getting highly classified and sensitive equipment yes. and information. Yes. Because this, again, is the most advanced aircraft in the, in the entire military in the world. And I don't I don't know what you do. It's incredible. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, uh, do you think Bobert State was saying honk every time he squeezed? And that's why they got kicked out? Jeff, grow up. I think it's a it is what it is. I think it's a possibility. Mike Smith, the plane was okay until Apple added a USB-C to it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, over the weekend, I had Mrs. Monty like this close to pulling the trigger on her own iPhone 15. Couldn't close it, huh? Super Max Lightning F35 yeah. phone. But we did get new um, Apple Watch Ultra 9s. Dude, stoked stoked now it says my order will be shipped or delivered rather the 16th of october mine's october 9th must be nice yep ron loney says bobert loves a cockpit well i mean the cockpit on the f-35 is pretty cool man it is pretty cool look at that stick <laughs> what look at that stick. look at that stick boy his cock uh it's simple guys gravity <laughs> well i guess but wouldn't you know that it crashed already yeah, like I, I, I don't know how this you lose this thing. I, I, I don't know how it hasn't been Damn seen. It. Nobody. Zach Wheeler's like, at eight, eight, eight points. Yes, jerk. Has he walked anybody yet? No. Please tell me he's walked somebody. No, he gave up. There a we go. My boy from the Mets has five Ks. Let's go. There Let's you go. go. Good call. Yeah, I don't think that. I think you would know if this plane had crashed. Right. I think you would know. Okay, we're in the red zone. Saints are in the red zone. I need 
them to kick a field goal. Sick. Uh, Tony Tone. Hey, Tone. They were from inner space. Not n- neither. Not reality. Okay. The doctor's office says, "Welp, <laughs> get ready. Have have uh, treatment room three ready, sir." Uh, roundabout worked F thirty five for six years. Well, where did it go? Yeah, tell us. Do tell. What did you God. say? What, Man, what happened? Saints flamed out on their drive. They're Bummer. kicking a field goal. Needed a tape in the uh, needed a taped in air tag. Yeah, yeah seriously, on, can we dude. get an air tag, please? Yeah, like how do you find a pl- how do you find a plane that doesn't have the capability to be found? How do you how do you find a plane that you specifically built not to be found? Oh, James says Fox News says they found debris of the plane. Oh, really? Okay, Where? well let's get on the well, old Twitter machine here because I just looked like five minutes ago. And it they, the last story from ABC said it hadn't been found. The U.S. military is searching for an F-35. Okay, yeah. Fox News must have information ain't nobody else got. Because, uh, let's see. Uh, U.S. military shot it down. No. Um, I don't know. I hope you're right. I'm not seeing the story that they found it. But they say the, the search is continuing. Here is NBC News. Okay. Uh, let's see. Debris was discovered Monday evening, about two hours northeast of Joint Base Charleston, an air base oh. in North Charleston. Uh, officials have, they don't have further details at this time. The base had been working with the Marine Corps Air Station Beaufort to, quote, locate an F-35 that was involved in a mishap. The pilot safely ejected the aircraft uh, and was taken to local medical center in stable condition. I hope they found it and it's not because that usually means it's not in somebody's backyard and nobody got hurt. That would be the the best outcome. The jet belongs to one of the unit's training squadrons. Confirmed Sunday's mishap and that the pilot is, is safe. The mishap is currently under investigation. So I, I I don't know, man. That's I, and it does beg the question why the pilot ejected what was an autopilot. I I don't quite understand that. Yeah, but. I don't understand that either. And all of a sudden, stupid Zach Wheeler's getting crazy. <laughs> jerk. I two need innings, walks. a hit, a run, and three Ks. What a jerk. Yeah. Um, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper's on deck. Oh, well, turn it on. Turn it on for me. <laughs> I need Bryce Harper to hit one to Istanbul. Like, let's go. Hit one where that plane can't land. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's Lose go. Lose one like they lost the F-35. <laughs> oh! You know, let's see. Uh, Tony? What hey, you, Tone. Hey, Tone. Um, Kenzano just reported Deshaun Watson has asked Bobert out on a date this weekend. Well, it's okay, it, man. It must be true. Yeah, I wonder if it's in Houston, too. You know. All right. Finally, tonight, because I'm fat. It's National Cheeseburger Day, friends. Fat! Hit the button! I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working the stick, okay? I need Bryce Harper to have it at bat. Um, it's National... Yes! Let's go! Home run. Bryce Harper is hung like a steer. <laughs> I love it! Yeah. Screw you, Bobert. Hiscock. You're never getting Bryce. Hiscock. I don't know why. Bro, that's so wild. We just flip it on, and he's rounding yeah. the base. And here's Jake, dude. like, looking at, like, the thing says, hit. The, do you want to watch this game? And all he has to do is hit a button that says yes, and I could have seen. Holden Middick. I could have seen Bryce go deep on Bobert, but no. 
he made me wait. Let's it go. It is what it is. Let's uh, Bryce Harper. Oppo. Okay. Oppo taco on an outside changeup. Okay. Boom. Love it. That's my guy right there. That Ooh, is my, my guy. DH. That's my goddamn DH. Kyle Schwarber should still be a Cub. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and turn the NFL back on now. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Appreciate thanks. it. Um, so Bryce Harper should. Uh, that's a winner for me tonight. I cashed. National Cheeseburger Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Five Guys fast food? Yes. No, it's not. Yeah, it is, dude. Come on. Fast casual or fast food? No, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's a fast casual. Is it but Wendy's still, McDonald's? No, 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 no. It's a cut above that, but it, it's a cut above that. It's still dude, fast food, f- though. What did they feed you in Kansas City? I don't know why you're being <laughs> such a red ass today, dude. It is it is fast food. Is like It is. It's above drive through stuff, though. I think five guys. Turn on the Cleveland game. Ha- Thank you. Five Guys is a cut above. It is yes. fast casual. So let's start with fast food. Mm-hmm. Who's got the best fast food cheeseburger? I'm going to tell you it's the BK Triple Stacker. That or the Dave's Double. Now, admittedly, as defatting has gone on, right. I have not had a burger in... Fat! Long time. I think the last burger I had was the 4th of July when Jake put some burgers on the Traeger, and I think that's the last burger I've... Honestly, I think that's the last red meat I've had. Mm-hmm. But my God, a, a BK triple stacker. It's really good, dude. And their fries are not half bad. Dave's double BK triple stacker. Go. Uh, BK triple stacker, for sure. Okay. Wendy's has kind of lost me. I'm not going to lie, dude. I, I Really? Yeah, I just... It, it, their customer service, like the experience you get there is just so trash. Okay, so... This is a good point. You guys remember I talked about it on Friday. This California law that says fast food workers have to make $20 an hour. (coughs) Like that's the new minimum wage for that category of employee. Yeah. So here's my question. Shouldn't we accept better or expect better service now? We went to the last time we went to the other day we tried to go to Wendy's. Where That's were we? Right. Where Park were we? City. Park City. We tried to go to Wendy's, and what did they say? We're, we're, why did we go to Wendy's? Because, so what happened was we were playing, we were meeting somebody to play golf at, uh, a midday tea time on Saturday. And it wasn't this past weekend, obviously, but it was the weekend before. So we were meeting someone. That's right. Last two up. Sundays ago. Yeah. So we're heading up. And we were in kind of a spot because we had, you know, garage sale thing and just some stuff. We were super busy. And so we didn't get to eat. So we're running up there and we're, we're well ahead, right? On time. We weren't tight on time, but we didn't have enough time to like make something and like fully be, you know, nourished. And so we roll up to Kimball Junction in Park City and we're like, all right, cool. Let's just get a burger. No fries, no nothing. Let's just get a burger, get eight, 900 calories in before we play 18 and we'll be in a good place for the round. Roll into Wendy's. What do we get right away? And I and I didn't want to. Yep. I, I, I I was like, all right, dude, please give me a good experience here. It should be better. It's Park City. Okay, great. What do I get? We sit in the line for a solid 15 minutes before we even get to the speaker to order. What do we get when we roll up to the speaker? Oh, yeah. You know, sorry about the wait. We're really short staffed right now. Sit- no, he said, we're a mess. It's going to be a minute. We're a mess. Like, that's what the guy threw the. Really that difficult? He's like, ah, we're gonna be a minute. We're gonna be a minute. Yeah, it's a mess. Tongs like they lost the F thirty five there, bud. 
We're looking for the cockpit. <laughs> There's extra cheese in the cockpit today. I don't want This cock. Um. <sighs> Luke. I don't know. Anyway, the point is, he was like, it's going to be a minute. We're a mess. <laughs> Jake and I looked at each other. I was like, should we back out of here? He's like, yeah, And we're we lucky, too, because if there was someone behind us, we'd have been screwed. We honestly would have been screwed. So we backed out. Where did we go to get? Where did we go to get lunch? Where did we go? Seven Eleven. We filled That's up our right. canteens. We got a rock star or a uh, a uh, oh my god, a bucked up cherry candy. Yeah. and a complete cookie. Dude, I haven't thought about. You said I haven't thought about rock star. I haven't thought about I, this time. Holy there was a there was a rock dude, star logo. Even, are they in business still? I, well, I would guess so. There was a logo on the on the TV, uh, one of those Rockstar commercials. And so I was like, oh, Rockstar. But we got a bucked up cherry candy and a uh, complete cookie. Yeah. And then we went and played golf, and I did all right. But but fast food is just a joke, dude. I mean, the idea, I, I, like, even when you do go, you're still, you're not getting out the door for under 25 bucks. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, I Tarrant County boy, I used to like the jumbo jack, dude. The best jack in one the in box the business, is a different cut, dude. The best one in the business is Jack in the Box. Yeah, but the one in Salt Lake City that is even remotely close to me is still around the block. Yeah, I need a number six ultimate cheeseburger, pepper on the ooh, man, so good. Fat. Jim Choi, 7-Eleven frozen burritos are the tops. You know how bad that is for you? Mike Smith, best burger I had was from a random truck stop in North Carolina. But North that, Carolina. But that's not Big 12 country. Okay, they have truck stops there? We're, we're, we're flipping back to... Uh, I asked for extra pickles, and I said extra pickles, not just a few, but a bunch. Guy must have put half a jar on the burger. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, the McDonald's by my, my house here in SoCal went to self-order kiosks. Yeah, they're doing that now, dude. So there's no employees? No. Uh, lines are non-existent, so much more efficient. Really? Yeah. I like it. Uh, Roundabout says Jack in the Box. Lies. I love Jack in the Box. Phoenix Masta, I got out of class, and you guys are making me hungry. Dude, it's what we do. Um, Tone, local strip clubs and bars have the best burgers. Yeah, you mean the uh, the local Boberts? Yeah, you just never know what kind of meat that is, sir. Scock. Conference Commissioner Gummy McDonald's is meh. The drive through experience sucks donkey. Yeah. It is fast food. Yeah. Um, Jeff Woodworth, come and go greater than 7-Eleven. Only been to come and go once, so I couldn't tell. Maverick is the best. You know, these guys are going to come uh, a lot. You're what? a child. What? What? Maverick, Maverick is the best Goat. convenience store in the world. Goat. Whataburger is the best fast food burger. See, he hates Whataburger. Yeah, I'm not a Whataburger guy. I love Whataburger. Jack in the box over Whataburger all Johnny day. Johnny Gonzalez. Any hamburger patty that has consistency of a slab of spam, that's a technical foul. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Hey, Eric Tone. Carr on the offense is back on the field here. Hey, Tone. Hey, hot Tone. and now 90s burger. Yes. Where did you eat as a kid that you miss? Hmm. Super Dog is the one that I Super miss. Dog for sure. I I can't remember the name of the place. Rallies and checkers, nothing fancy, but seemed like the freshest. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. I mean, I had a lot of McDonald's as a kid. I, I mean, I'm not even going to lie. but Taco I mean, Bell, Scotty's Red Hots in Round Lake Beach. Scotty's uh, Red Hots. That's the what love yeah. Scotty's is so good. Yeah. Jeremy Callen, I'm a truck stop conference born and bred. Best burger I've had in a while was a mushroom Swiss from Quick Star. Oof. Really? 
not a mushroom Swiss guy. You know, I'm not You're saying not. it's crappy, but I'm just not a big mushroom Swiss guy. Put your hands together, fellas, for the Bobert Burger, rare only. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. Lauren Bobert will never get away from that. No. Uh, what a burger, double with two slices of cheese. God bless you. I know, reset. I want it. Stop. Bucky's. Bucky's is good. Maverick bought Come and Go. They did? All of them? That's awesome. Uh, Corey Erickson. What's up, Corey? First McD's just about to open in my town, Morgan. I'm super sad about it. Best burger in town is genuinely the cafe in our 7-Eleven. Wow. Corey, where Girl. are you? Uh, Jeff Woodworth. Bobert does own a burger joint. She does not. Does she really? Uh, Jim Choi. Tommy's Chili Burger, baby. Tommy's Tommy Burger's good. Hot and now is Jack in the Box. Okay. I miss Fazoli's. Is that what that is? I don't remember. God, I should have taken uh, Michael Thomas, dude. Bobert was going for the hot dog while her date was going for the milkshake. What now? Let me tell you what now. Um, need two holes to go throw two walks. Uh, Jim Choi, Tommy's double chili cheeseburger. Ugh, dude, no. Tommy's is temporarily closed? Why? That sucks. Um, <laughs> Bobert owns the two-leg cafe. That's a lie. That's a lie. Uh, all right, real quick. How was uh, Jakey Two Holes? How was uh, how was Kansas City? How was how did the engagement go? Well, I didn't, it wasn't my engagement. I didn't get engaged. Yeah, yours is already done. It was super no, smooth. No, that didn't happen. That's not happened. Uh, no, it was good, man. Kansas City's cool. Uh, you know, every time you go back to the Midwest, you always appreciate that. You always miss Salt Lake City. Yeah, well, you know, you. Yeah, I mean, it's just different. You know, I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I, I said a couple times while I was there, like, you know, pe the people in the Midwest are always, you know, there's always a lot of hospitality there. You know, and I appreciate that. The barbecue was good. I, it wasn't the best of my life, but we also didn't go to like, you know, a hardcore barbecue place. So I imagine there's probably better. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was fun, dude. Kansas City is a blue-collar Midwestern town. It is, absolutely. And it's not a bad place by no. any stretch of the imagination. The barbecue's amazing. Mm -hmm. But it it has that Midwest, yes. it's always winter, even when it's hot, feeling. And the, the, what was interesting, what I was noticing there, is life is slower there. You can you notice it quite yes. a bit. Yes, Everything, like, on the they're not freeways, they're interstates, and it's not 80, it's 70. You know what I mean? Like, yep. you don't drive fast there. So it was nice. It was a nice change of pace. But, yeah, I love living in Salt Lake. Big fan. I would agree. All right. If you have not already, please. Oh, there's bots in the chat. There is bots in the chat. You have to hide the user. Bots in the chat. Damn. God damn it. Unwanted commercial content. See, you start Unwanted talking. Unwanted Lauren Bobert. You start content. talking about Bobert and what happens. All of a sudden, you get bots what in now? the chat. Let me tell you what now. Uh, there you go. Uh, love every one of you guys. If you have not, please hit the like button right now. Uh, we are continuing our march to 50,000 subscribers by the end of the year. Uh, we're just north of 38. Appreciate that. No, I did not talk about the $25 Amazon gift card for the best prize pick of the week, but we will do that. I promise you I'll announce it tomorrow. Derek Carr, hit, huh. No. Suck it. Michael Thomas just got blown up. Um, good luck on your prize picks tonight. Much love. Peace out. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.